I couldn't find any data on the cost of reanimating a cryopreserved mammal of any kind because it's not fucking possible! the imperial scrolls of honor podcast i am josh folan and i am jeff burns and we are going to be bullshitting about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again this is a game episode thank baby jesus it wasn't an rpg it was bionic commando on nes uh we're taking down some reskin nazi fucks in this episode and emulation disclosure i emulated the game using the nestopia emulator on my pc and i believe jab you did the same yeah i did word and please stop this fucker rate and review it if you could and let's get into what we're playing what'd you play this week jeb <laughs> uh subnautica again uh i uh your perseverance okay. is impressive well it's like i go through phases like i won't play it much like i it, if, if somebody would go back and listen to these podcasts straight through it would sound like i'm playing it a lot and i'm really not um you know i only get a few hours in here and there few times a week so uh i plot along I'm, I'm just like dicking around with extra shit not related to the end game at all um so same old same old there and then the only difference did i, did I, tell you, I, I looked up videos of that did i tell you this no you didn't yeah i looked up uh i probably spent 20 minutes so a solid amount of time looking at videos and shit yeah it looks fucking it's really interesting Dude, i cannot <laughs> recommend it enough man it's it's like yeah, despite the glitches and like some of the features I'm not a fan of, not a huge deal. It's honestly like the most fun I've had playing a video game the, that I can remember in a while. If they had it, uh, they don't have it on Switch. That I think that was the inhibitor. If it wasn't, on, if it was on Switch, I think I'd have got it for some reason. I think it is on PlayStation, but for some, I'm just not. I don't. I don't, I don't want to have to fuck with my PlayStation for it. Like that's the thing stopping me. <laughs> I mean, it's not going anywhere. It's going to be there forever. So get around to it when you can. But again, I I highly recommend it because, um, I mean, you can just play it for the game. You don't have to do what I'm doing and build a fucking vacation submarine. Um, <laughs> but you know, fucking sometimes you get bored, so you do that. Um, the only other difference on what I've been playing recently. Uh, my buddy swung by on Saturday night, and we played some uh, Castle Crashers. Are you familiar with that? I am not, no. It's like a side-scrolling... I don't really want to call it a platformer, because when you play a game like Bionic Commando, like that's a platformer. This is just like a side-scrolling fighting game kind of thing. Uh, enemies constantly spawn, they're all over the place, and you just wax them in a few hits, and... There's a level-up system where you can level up your damage, your health, your magic, and your speed. And then uh, each Simultaneous co-op or what? Yeah, so you're playing on the same screen, and then if like, you're way apart on the screen, it'll zoom out. And if you're way close, it'll zoom in. So, huh. um, it's fun. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, you could Google a 30-second video of it and get the idea almost immediately button master diablo-esque button master button master not diablo-y it's not uh right no, i know i know not in the in the actual right. gameplay right yeah the the, the it feel is, of the gameplay it is though i mean you find yourself attack 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 a lot a lot a lot so right right 
good though. Uh, I highly recommend it if you're fucking bored and got a friend around. It's not a bad game. Just want to fuck around. Word. Um, I was been dipping back into Mario Odyssey a little bit. Balloon counts up to five seventy five. Uh, I wonder what Adams is that. I haven't asked him in a while. There's just a. Uh, it's just there's an infinite amount of shit to do with the game. Like <laughs> you can, you know, just I I don't know I, the idea of completely like doing everything in it uh, it's there's just i don't anyone who's done it it's a fucking complete psychopath <laughs> how many you say they're balloons or stars uh moons moons so, yeah moons they are i guess how many how many are there to get you, sh- it shows them on your balloon that's probably why <laughs> right. uh but yes moons and 575 no i'm saying but how many are there to get Oh, I, 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 I think there's actually genuinely infinite number and, and infinite number because you can buy them if you uh, want. Uh, with, yeah, I mean, that's what, but there's just like, you know, the, you can, in the stages, you can go in and you can look at the list of the ones you've gotten and there's gaps in it and shit. And I think at this point, maybe it shows the whole list, even if you haven't got the one. So kind of they go up in difficulty for each stage. So like the higher number moons are usually the more difficult ones. It's not an exact system, but so you can you can see really basically how many you've gotten and how many are left in a stage. And there's you know there's stages where I've gotten fucking eighty of them, and <laughs> there's more still. You know, yeah. uh, and it's just yeah, there's fuck it's it's infinite. Like, I think it's an infinite game basically hmm. for all intents. Okay. Um, but it's good. It's still good. It's still fun. And every you know even after all those fucking moons every time you get one uh after completing something you didn't think you were going to ever be able to do it is still satisfying yeah nice i mean i watched adam play it a little bit over at his house once and you know it's it's like an open worldy mario game yeah for sure yeah i mean it's yeah i mean that's fucking very nice yeah it's fun yeah it's uh well i don't know it's not I, open world is probably not the best because you you know you you fly like there are stages like you fly from stage to stage and like the stage you're in is contained and, and you can't just walk to the next area. Right. Uh, you have to like fly in your balloon and it's a whole new set of usually parameters. I'm not going to say mechanics because you know, you're still using all the same shit that Mario does, but like the way each stage of course has its own, you know, there's of course like there's the desert stage and the fucking ice stage and the water stage. And so you, right. the way you interact with each stage is usually a little different, but I see Adam says he's over 500, but he hasn't played in a while. Yeah, five seventy five, five seventy. That's what I told him. We'll see what he says. But uh, between, <laughs> yeah, between yeah. the two of you, it sounds like you've got over a thousand one hundred, and you know <laughs> that's probably my biggest like celebrity reference that I can give. <laughs> Who's the biggest celebrity, you know, I don't really know any, but two of my friends have a total of one thousand one hundred stars. <laughs> Super Mario, Mario Odyssey. Yeah, uh, yeah, I still play it. So play that every. I've been dipping back into that. Uh, Mario Maker. I uh, when I don't check it every day because you get like you know you make you build the stages and you get notifications when people play your stages or comment on your stages. So it's like it sucks you doing with like a little bit of the social media component. Uh, so you know, there's like an urge to check it every day to some degree. Uh, See that? Oh God, this is why I say the things I say at the end of my pod at this podcast. It's everywhere, dude. You fuck it, like. Fuck off social media. Yes, man. Interaction, man. Human interaction. Video guy. I, I do that enough. I have friends. You guys should check it out. Uh, anyways, the uh, so usually when I will do that, I'll usually play uh, a level or two of like just the random courses out there that people have developed. So I will, you know, and you just never know what you're going to get with that. It's almost like fucking pulling a 
slot machine. <laughs> you know, just never know what you're going to get. So it's kind of, uh, you know, uh, similarly an infinite number of, uh, or an infinite amount of replayability, you know. Right. Uh, so I'll fuck with that a little bit. And then I also be trying to, I don't know if you, I remember me telling you about it, it's a, that it's a on-switch fantasy action puzzle game kind of deal. It's, just, it's such a beautiful game. It's like just incredible looking. It's so, so pretty. The colors are fucking un- unbelievable. What, uh, is it? what is it called again? Trine, T-R-I-N-E. I remember the word because I didn't get to say that it was an enemy skill in Final Fantasy VII the last time you said that. Trine is a trine is a, it? actually a very good enemy skill. I, I think it encases you in some like geometric 3D like pyramid, and then it fucking explodes and does a good amount of damage. So that's my. I, I was hoping it. when you described that it would give it would give me some sort of insight into how that they chose it from that, but there's not. I don't think there's any overlap there. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I could be wrong, but yeah, probably not a lot there. Um. Anyhow, yeah, it's beat it. Great, fucking, really good game. And then I also played a lot of Bionic Commando. So let's get to that. That was the Area 5 theme getting us started on Bionic Commando for the NES. Um, so, initial thoughts, what did you think? So, no jumping in an action platformer. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's see how they pull that off. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's really... It's yeah. like football, no passing. <laughs> Which actually used to be a thing, right? Exactly, it does. It did. It was played that way. I and in my know. mind, I really feel like I'm going to come to the same conclusion that <laughs> people eventually came to about football. That I need passing. It's really. Which is we're missing something. <laughs> yeah, that's a good analogy. Uh, okay, so this game uh, is the story of this game. It, it is set in an alternate timeline in which Nazism is not completely eradicated following the defeat of the Third Reich in World War II. Nazist ideolo- ideology was carried on by a nation called the Imperial State. Uh, and the story that we are jumping into here with Bionic Commando actually begins in the 1980Xs, whenever that is, when a top-secret W uh, World War II-era Nazi document called Plan Albatross is discovered by said imperialists. Generalissimo Weitzman, who is the imperial-slash-Nazi dickhead leader, decides... This, <laughs> decide this, oh. He decides this is a plan he wants to make happen. Uh, and then, uh, so he's working on trying to carry that out, and knowing that's going on, another superpower they call the Republic, which is basically the United States of fucking America, uh, is uh, they're at war with the Imperial State currently, present day. So they send a commando named Super Joe to take Weitzman's ass out of commission. And shortly after doing that, Joe goes radio silent. And in response to that, the Republicans dispatch another agent, Rad Spancer, the Bionic Commando, 
to Rambo Super Joe out of assumed captivity and lay the smackdown on the Nazis. Um, so that is the story. So it's a, it's by NES standards a pretty elaborate <laughs> uh, story world that they're fucking setting this in. Um, you know, it's not just kill the leader, stop the end of the world. Like there's like shit going on here, you know, um, which is interesting, you know, and some F two story that you can't ever knock. Uh, I do think it's interesting that that it's that that synopsis starts off with the idea that this is a not quite so alternate or rather that it is not a, a not so alternate timeline to say Nazism has not been completely eradicated because there are right. plenty, plenty of idiot uh, Nazi plenty of idiots Naziing around still basically so uh, it's not that alternate but in any event uh, the game was uh, well what, what kind of game is it we kind of touched on already what kind of game is it yeah, just a 2D platform shooter with, you know, you upgrade your equipment, your guns, um, and it turns out you upgrade your health, too, which uh, wasn't... I mean, I don't read the instruction manuals to these games as a matter of uh, habit, but maybe that was explained in the instruction booklet, the health uh, system? I don't know it was not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that's a little confusing. Um, but yeah, you can upgrade your equipment, um, guns, health. Uh, and shit uh, as you as you progress through the game. Uh, there's an overworld map type of thing uh, that you navigate through with neutral areas that you can choose to go to and so on. And then like areas that are, I guess, hot, you would say, or maybe something like that. Sure. Uh, so, yeah. Some, some more lingo, that's nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, why not? Um, and uh, what was the other, what was the very last thing I was going to say here about this game? guess it wasn't important but yeah it's basically a 2d platform shooter oh it's got like the gun style a uh, gun smoke style uh top down like bad dudes yeah which is shooting so yeah it's cool that they factored that in i guess I, I didn't in the end i didn't think it added all that much to the game but no it was super easy i never even like right really... you freeze right through them right uh so yeah it's just kind of a nuisance but like that it's weird because that said it, it reminded me so much of akari warriors it was scary like the, mm -hmm. the feel of it uh but without the yes impossible nature of that possibility uh, yeah and like oddly as much of a nuisance as it is it didn't happen enough to totally piss me off uh and like the feel of it it was just kind of a nice change of pace like i don't know it was weird it was like I, it wasn't hard and it didn't really you know it doesn't serve any purpose to you can't really benefit from it in any way actually uh, you can a little bit if it, like i'm not sure <clears throat> yeah you pick those wings up i have no idea what those, those do. they're continues <laughs> oh those are continues i looked this up because it was driving me crazy they're oh continues. no shit and yeah. if you were not playing like we're playing right these areas would be incredibly valuable continue yeah okay you, you could even just go in there I, I don't know if you can do this or not i didn't try i probably should have i'm doing this kind of podcast but um i would imagine that you can go in there and just farm those I say, yeah you can definitely it's not those because the, the trucks move weird like mm -hmm. they don't move in any like they move at a different pace than you do right. so you can't always time up so i mean you could eventually work it out and fucking track one down to to, to bump into it uh right. but it, it probably would be like motherfucker because they can like just go past the spot you're aiming to go to when it looks like they should be hitting you at it uh 
and and you don't and you miss you you, right. you don't bump into them. So yeah, those are those are interesting and and that yeah, I mean if I didn't realize those are continues, um, so that would be incredibly helpful and that makes yeah. them way more narratively important. Word. Yeah, it's a fucking interesting game. A lot going on in it, mechanic-wise. Uh, so the release of this fucker, it was released in Japan arcades as Top Secret in March of 1987, and then hit in North America as an arcade game later that year, 87. It was released on the NES on July 20th, 1988. Um, and that's in Japan, right? No, that was that was U.S. I thought U.S. was December 88. Was it okay? Maybe I'm wrong. Um, and wasn't it? Didn't have a didn't have a different name uh, in Japan. Well, yeah, wasn't it, was called, it like it was called Top Secret? In, in, in I Japan. thought there was more to it. It was like I thought it was like Top Secret Hitler's Resurrection. Okay, maybe possible. Yeah. Um, see if I could find that real quick. I just uh, first thing I saw on this, I was like, okay, that works for me as a release yeah. date. <laughs> I, right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, Cross check. <laughs> yeah, Japan was July twentieth. Uh, North America was December eighty-eight. Okay. Um, I stand corrected. That's all good. Nobody can get it right every time. <laughs> uh, uh, so, all right. So those, yeah, those are the release dates. And uh, as far as the artwork and manual go, uh, both the box and the instruction manual uh, have the same awesome art that was in that Nintendo Power uh, spread that we looked at last issue. Uh, mm-hmm. Nintendo Power Two. Uh, the bag, the copy in the back of the box is good, far better than what's in the manual. The manual's a little clunky on the copy front, uh, but they did a good job with the box, front and back. And with the manual, uh, I had no idea. First of all, this is always my favorite part about Capcom. <laughs> I had no idea this was part of the Captain Commando Challenge series, and that's denoted on page two. So now, because I read the instruction manual before I play the game, uh, that got me very excited, and I knew I was getting into one of those challenge series games. I know just like got ghosts and goblins. That really makes me feel good. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, so they, be, they give you the story on page four and it's complete gibberish uh, in the instruction manual. It's like, got it's translation fail and a half. Um, nowhere near as coherent as my profanity laden. Uh, um, <sighs> dust up that I did on it for, for our, the synopsis a few minutes ago here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, they do. They give you some nice breakdowns of the weapons, items, and enemies and shit. Uh, but there's also serious translation shortcomings in there uh, that uh, basically make them a very little informational benefit. Like they're cool pictures and shit. You can see everything, but you, it, the translations make it kind of like semi-useless as far as actually knowing what the fuck shit can do. Ultimately, um, the funnest thing about any of this, about the manual for me, was the specific scan that I had, which I'll put the, the link to in the show notes. Uh, so I love these with these scans. The There's a, 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 in the memo, or hints scoring memo section on page 21, uh, there is some great child's hand scribbled passage uh, wow. shit in there. Uh, and so nice. it says, yeah, it says <laughs> verbatim, go to stage eight, then nine, then seven, period. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's, yeah, in stage seven, talk to the red guy in first door by swimming across to him. Helmet in underground tunnel. Collect bullets for energy containers. Yeah, and actually, it's funny that that's there because you already mentioned this, and I was gonna. Because it doesn't later. fucking mention this. Child mentions it. Yeah, the child mentions it, and that's what those are. Those bullets uh, are energy containers. Yeah. Um, 
what the fuck? And, and there's like, yeah, we can get, I guess we're not talking about the game yet. We'll get into that, but, um, right. yeah. So yeah, yeah it, it's probably, yeah. And I actually, yeah, it, it's probably more coherent. It's yeah, probably more, co- more coherent than the instruction manual fodder that Paul Biderman, who did the instruction, uh, manual, he's credited in the footnotes, um, um, uh, on the, on, on, on the page there. Uh, and, uh, you think a guy with the name Paul Biderman wouldn't have much trouble with English? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like a native speaker. Uh, what's going right. on there, Paul? Yeah, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, uh, the artwork, too, it's just like, you know, it's mostly just crude drawings. So it's interesting they tried to put all this useful information, but kind of didn't do the best job of executing Um Right. You would think that uh, that's such a strange thing to run. And I guess guess maybe not strange isn't the right word. It's not perfect word. But yeah, if I were doing anything that was going to be translated to a different language, I feel like you would put some sort of decent focus on getting the translation correct. You know, it seems like a lot of times with these Nintendo, these early video games, they just like. I don't know. We said some shit in Japanese. Just get close, and we'll, we'll <laughs> care. Like, no well, it actually makes a big fucking difference. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it does. Um, but you know, we've also talked many times that it's these. You know, we're. It's not like the development teams of of modern day. The, the right. development teams of yesteryear were not nearly as filled out. <laughs> their their translation budget was probably eleven dollars, <laughs> or like a hundred yen or whatever it would be. Right, right. Um, uh, so yeah, as you mentioned, this game. Oh, is that it for you? Sorry. No, yeah, I was gonna say basically that I, I don't I don't feel discernibly better equipped to, to play the game after reading the instruction manual. <laughs> that happens sometimes yeah. with these games. Uh, um. But yeah, this game came out. Uh, Capcom released it, as you know. They did Mega Man, Street Fighter, and they went on to do a million other things. But those are the big ones at the time. Um, there was an arcade game uh, of the same name. Did you know that? Yeah, so I said it was released. Yeah, release. Oh, you did go over yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah. I, I was getting confused with your uh, with the name issue there. Um, there was also a 2008 remake for this on Xbox 360, and it looked pretty fucking good, actually. Yeah, like the like very similar. Um, the gameplay seemed to look, you know, like the same. It was the same, like navigation and all that, same level design and everything. Three D though, I assume. Yeah. Um, it's still a two D, but oh, it's just. I was just gonna say, it sounds like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> no, it's still two <laughs> D. To play, 3D, to play and you to just play this mechanic in three D sounds like a. Yeah, nightmare. there's no fucking way. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there probably is a way actually, but um. Yeah, I guess Spider Man supposedly controls great. Uh, in theory, right. Just replace the bionics with web, and there you go. Um, yeah, it looks pretty good. Um, I didn't fuck with it at all. Um, yeah, I think that's all there really is for this. It was an arcade game first. There's a 2008 remake, and of course, this one still exists. They one thing I clocked for this they they advertised in North America, and apparently only in North America. Like this was not something that I saw mentioned for Japan. But they advertise it as a sequel to the 1985 title Commando. I heard this. Yeah, I, I didn't look Joe was because main... I didn't know enough. Yeah, I mean, well, it's not you know, it's not really a, a, a hugely developed idea. I just saw little one-line things here and there about it. But yeah, basically, Super Joe was the protagonist name in Commando, uh, and this is obviously just called Bionic Commando, so it's not even right. a big leap <laughs> with the title. So uh, Super, yeah, Super... well, fuck, man. In my mind, that's a sequel then. Yeah, for sure. Or a prequel. Mind. 
Um, yeah. It, so and then maybe uh, fucking Bionic Commando here. What's his name? Lad? Rad? Yeah. Crazy ass name. Rad something. Yeah. Rad. Yeah. Whatever. Rad. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is. Maybe he goes on to be Mega Man. <laughs> maybe. Become fully Bionic. Well, there's the, there's. We can talk about that later. That's an interesting. That's an interesting theory. Because uh, there's there is a lot of time stuff to talk about later on. Uh, so okay, so economic analysis. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think I was wondering. Yeah, I think you're gonna enjoy this. This is fun. Uh, okay, so economic analysis the thing I chose would be how much would the cost of cryopreserving and reanimating Hitler be? <laughs> I uh, often think about this. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, before we even get into the nuts and bolts of the numbers, I highly recommend going to the FAQ for cryonics.org, uh, which is where I got a lot of the foundational numbers for this from, for your own amusement. Uh, it's a crazy-ass website. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Yeah, um, I'm waiting for you to say something about it, because I can imagine, but yeah, I feel so like I mean, the truth is going to be stranger than the fiction. Yeah, The so the first thing is there's so much... Because, you know, it's a sales website, dude. It's they're offering a service. So there's right. so much just icky, icky, icky shit on the site about suggested ways to fund this bullshit uh, with life insurance proceeds and shit like that. It's Ooh. just like, oh, it's just so grimy, man. It makes me feel so – I like I could – made my skin crawl reading it. Yeah, uh, even giving them fucking website traffic is probably not good. <laughs> I want, the numbers I read – uh, I ended what up is it, cryonics what? Cryonics.org. It has to be org, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. It's not fucking calm, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on. Uh, yeah, the, the numbers I saw, I, I, I want to say it was like a 2017, maybe it was a, a little older than that, I don't know. They have 160 people as of whenever this article was, which I, I should have fucking wrote down, but you can Google it. It's one of the first Google page with, uh, returns for, for this name website. Oh, I'm here. Uh, Don't worry. Yeah, they had 160 people suspended on site, and another 2,000 or so signed up for supposedly. I'm sure it's a private company that they can just lie about that, but rather not have to publicly disclose that in any in, in any way besides just some dude telling you, you know. Um, anyhow, so yeah, it, the, the so that aspect of it reminded me so much of all the like really horrible. Uh, moral fortitude prevention tactics that they forced down my throat when I was taking the life health and annuity insurance exam uh, class back when I was becoming a financial advisor in okay. my former life. Uh, you like take this class and it's like a 40 hour deal, like a whole week basically where they, you know, the, they teach you like supposedly kind of how life insurance works to some degree too. But most of it was about like ethics shit that was like, basically don't be a schmuck and swindle old people out of money. Uh, was probably half that class, if not more. Uh, and these people clearly did not take that class. I was like, well, <laughs> I don't think anyone listens to that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was the first fucking takeaway. Uh, and have you ever seen, by chance, the Cameron Crowe flick Vanilla Sky? Uh, oh, man. My fucking buddy, my buddy Tim goes, he gets the craziest boner over, uh, what is it, Penelope Crowe? Cruise in that yeah. movie yeah she is super, yeah that's i mean she's super hot but his i think she's nude and hot, hot if you're the kind of guy into either of those things she's both dude both of those i love both movies. those things <laughs> um, uh yeah so i've yeah. not seen it actually all the way through though oh my it's really good dude it's a really really fucking good movie um and really interesting too especially for when it was made at yeah, tom cruise penelope cruise 
the whole cruise factory and Cameron uh, Diaz also is in it. Um, playing a really psychotic character. What's happiness to you? <laughs> She's like driving a car off a cliff about to kill uh, Tom Cruise's character, which isn't too much of a spoiler oh, okay. if you haven't seen it. Uh, it's early on in the movie, relatively. And, uh, yeah, she's like about to kill him, and she's like, they were dating at one point, and she's like, he's telling her he wants to break up with her or some shit like that, and she like, plastic story. Yeah, she's just fucking, he's in the passenger seat, and she's in the driver's seat, and she's just yelling at him, what's happiness to you? And she, she's fucking driving the car off a cliff. Never a good time to have a conversation like that. Yeah, such a crazy ass. Uh, yeah, crazy ass. Moment. If a cliff is involved, I'm not talking about breaking up or being together. Like, we'll yeah. just wait till the cliff isn't there, and then... Uh, well, so, yeah, I mean, the whole the, the whole premise of Vanilla Sky is kind of this a suspended animation thing. You can come back and you have like basically the dreams that you have, lucid dreams or whatever, while you are suspended. Like, well, I think the premise of Vanilla Sky is you can suspend yourself, and there's no you can't be reanimated because that's insane. <laughs> so, right. so they just pump like your optimal. You get to choose what your brain thinks about for the rest of eternity while it's suspended, you know, and you can make okay. fabricate these life fucking lives for yourself basically uh and you, that's what you buy when you get animated or suspended you know which is crazy ass idea uh and that was one of the things like i read a whole article about how like if this were to work it would be uh, like a hell on earth like your brain being disembodied uh but still having co uh, existence without the senses that it experienced life with would be just like you would just have your own thoughts and like be in your own head and it would just be miserable um sure which is its own whole fucking thing. Anyhow, so this website reminds me very much of the company in Vanilla Sky <laughs> and what their right. what their hypothetical website would look like, especially in like 1999 or whenever that movie was made. <laughs> I was going to say, this looks like... Looks like a 1999 website, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like very slightly clunky and dated and very full of shit. <laughs> right. Now, there's something else about it. I'm trying to pick up on it. Maybe I will as you talk, but there is something else about this that's fucking putting me off. Yeah, well, dude, I mean, there's just all this shit, yeah, about, like, you know, to explain, they have, like, a, uh, it's just, oh, my God, I don't even know where, I can't even, we're I can't, giving them way too much fun, they, the Cryonics Institute is not sponsoring this podcast, No, and yeah. we're talking no, about that, we're I giving way too much fun, we're talking about that website, so let's just get the fuck off of it, and if you, if you as a listener <laughs> want to go check it out, go check it out, um, so, yeah, anyhow, back to freezing and thawing Hitler, right. <laughs> back to the real uh, conversation. <laughs> right. Uh, the Cryonics Institute offers this completely full of shit service with two payment options. You can pay a one-time membership fee of twelve hundred and fifty bucks, in which case your and it's a lifetime membership. In which case your actual cryopreservation procedure at time of death will run your estate twenty-eight thousand dollars. Or second option, if you're not all in on this whole becoming a human pop school because you can't accept the finality of death and how trivial it makes your existence feel, you can just dip your toes in the water and pay 120 bucks annually with a $75 initiation fee for the privilege of paying the increased cost of 35k for actual cryopreservation at time of death. So those are your two payment options. We'll say Hitler was all in. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he had the money. Yeah, so uh, hypothetically, he's all in. So we're going to say the cost for him to cryogenically preserve himself uh, would have been, or would be in present day, $29,250 uh, in today's U.S. dollars. So That's if he signed up for the early package. Right, exactly, the lifetime membership. Got it, got it. Uh, <laughs> so a separate uh, likely shell company 
uh, of this fucking cryo, whatever they're called, uh, called Suspended Animation Inc., which sounds like an arch-villain corporate, you know, Terminator 2-type company. (laughs) That that, that is like, oh, we need the bad guy company. What are they going to be called? Uh, Suspended thing think, like <laughs> right 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 just, just uh, like the fucking bad guys would be like uh what would the bad guys be nazis uh white men <laughs> sure we'll go with that yeah. and fittingly this company is located in boynton beach florida which also sounds like the place that a company like this would exist it's it exactly is the place <laughs> yeah, of course it's florida yeah florida but boynton beach i've never heard yeah i've never heard of that so it's in some obscure no one's ever heard of place i never heard of it either but we all know there's a million old people there and that's if you if you're going to take advantage of old people you might as well go straight to the source for sure um so they offer this company offers transportation services to the facility uh from wherever the fuck you die for a conveniently round number cost of a hundred thousand dollars uh so it's yeah, so I wanted to, you know, I, that's just fun to talk about, the fact that service exists in that company. Sure. Uh, but we'll say Hitler was able to make this all happen on site of his Hitler compound. So I'm not going to factor in any, any increased cost for cadaver transpo uh, into the, this calculation. That's but, very fair. And I'm sure that the, the Nazis would have been willing to transport his body um, cost-free. Pre- precisely, yes. Yeah, Germany's not even that big, you know. <laughs> wherever yeah, they, they get you where you need to go. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. We got some trucks. It's fine. Uh, uh, So Hitler supposedly croaked on April 30th, 1945, and uh, there's no real, you know, the timeline of this alternate reality that the story takes place in doesn't really say if he was killed on the same date or anything, so we'll just assume that he was, uh, but the Nazi regime somehow carried on anyways, despite that death during World War II, um, because there's no other real way at all to figure this out. So April 30th, 1945 is when he died, so 1945. So the inflation rate from 2019 to 1945 is -93%. So in 1945, freezing the dead body under the false pretense of reanimation would cost $2,073.06 US. And so now I got to convert this shit to German uh, dollars, francs, marks in this case actually given the time. And uh I found some really interesting information that never occurred to me. It makes a ton of sense, <laughs> uh, but it never occurred to me. Uh, trying to convert U.S. dollars to German marks in 1945, uh, there are no numbers out there. There's no exchange rate during World War II. Uh, apparently, there wasn't a lot of fluent commerce taking place between the two countries at the time. <laughs> nope. There's no need to set an exchange rate because we're not dealing with you. Yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, there is no there is no exchange rate for 1945, so that was interesting in itself. And then I also found a little factoid uh, in the same document. Uh, in, 1915, yeah, in 1915, the Allies instituted a military rate of marks. So before World War – at the start of World War One, basically, <laughs> it instituted a military rate of marks to U.S. dollars and U.K. pounds, both, both exchange rates, uh, that basically cut the value of German marks in half, like in one day from the – amount that they were trading at in, in, in the open market. Uh, they just, like, <laughs> passed a bill and said, your money's worth half, motherfuckers. Yep. <laughs> like, Dude, funny. if you're ever going to fight a war, I'll tell you who you don't fight. The bankers. <laughs> yeah, right. they'll, they'll fuck any of you. If you're dealing with the British, they'll beat you, dude. 
yeah, yeah. So that was very interesting, that shit. Uh, so the only way to do this, I just basically used 1940 as the exchange rate. That was the, the closest number I could get because 19, like basically that the money was offline until 48 when they re uh, calibrated the German Deutschmark uh, and like reinstituted a whole new monetary system for the country. Um, so they didn't even have anything, and that was on a completely different deal. So using the number before the war is best option, 1940. At that time, 2.5 marks to one U.S. dollar. Uh, so that shows you, in 1940, well, it doesn't matter. 2.5 marks to one U.S. dollar. So if you, if you bump U.S. dollars to German marks, it's 5,182 German marks for cryopreservation of Hitler in 1945. Okay. So that's how much it costs. It would have cost to do it to Hitler in 45. That's, of uh, course, if... The cryo cryonics institute just existed. He started this. I would imagine he got this program up and running from nothing. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he probably there probably was he, some R and D. Sure, sure. Yes, exactly. There was R and D costs for sure. But, but I mean, we can't you know the we we can't speak for the whole area of science or area of alchemy. Hi, whatever you want to call this type of uh, R&D. Science, I wouldn't like using that word <laughs> yeah, anywhere near this conversation. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, so, yeah, that's our only way to go. But, yeah, so there's we... no way for you to possibly, yeah, I, you did the best you could. And, yeah, that's about right. So, supposedly, according to the Cryonics Institute, the initial cost of service includes enough to pay for indefinite suspended animation by way of investing part of that initial fee. So they don't charge you ongoing <clears throat> maintenance costs. Um, Why would they? Right. So maybe there is no maintenance. Right. So the ma- yeah, exactly. Because maybe it costs nothing but electricity to run a freezer with dead bodies in it. <laughs> I was just gonna say, man. Like I remember, I told you one time I saw like a fucking commercial for like Flex Seal or something, and I fucking sent you a text. I was like, "This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. It's just cock." <laughs> and, and your response was. That's not the point. It's all marketing. (laughs) It's just like all how you present this shit. And I was literally, before you said that, I was looking at this website while you were talking and all these slides are flying by as they did in 1998 on the internet. And I'm looking at this, I'm going, these guys run refrigerators and freezers. That's it. Yeah. Like, you, instead of paying $2,000 for a nice refrigerator, they're like, yeah, just pay us $100,000 for it. And people are like, yeah, I didn't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the fucking, I got, you got to find that. Google the fucking, the, I don't, like I said, it's one of the first, it's, it's like, I want to say it's in 2017. It's an article in it, and they, it's a, the profile on the company. The name of the article is like, this company will freeze you for fucking 28K or some shit like that. And, uh, or, you know, cryogenically suspend you. Da, da, da. And it shows the guy. The, the the president of the company or whatever his fucking title is and he's he's standing but they, they have like big vats all they're using fucking uh what's the shit called the the shit they give you in science show you in science class and to freeze shit in like fucking fourth grade uh oh um uh, liquid nitrogen or whatever <laughs> yeah it's big tanks of liquid nitrogen which is like <laughs> like big tanks right. of that with their logo on it he's standing in front of those uh and they have like it looks like fog on the ground. Like, why is why what li- liquid nitrogen is just rolling around in the room? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, this is what this shit looks like in a movie, and that's <laughs> all they're doing is recreating this movie set. Exactly. Yeah. And funny. then asking people for money, and they fucking give it to them. Oh, and so- it's insane because, like, 
in my mind, I'm like, well, only rich idiots are going to do this, so fuck those people anyways. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, then I just saw something come across the screen where it was like, they're, what? There's probably just, you know, not necessary because if that's that's why they have the whole angle of using your life insurance is that you don't have. The right. I, correct. In my mind at first, I was like, well, it's only rich people. But like, oh, man, you know, just, poor people, trying... if you don't have a lot, you might think like, I'll just the come people. back later and try again. That's sad. dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's really sad. Uh, yeah, and yeah. then I saw some shit come up where they were like, "Yeah, we like basically saying like we can do your pets too." And yeah, pets. Well, that's man. the thing you you pay your yeah you pay your membership fee like that has nothing to do with the cost of like that the flat twenty eight or thirty five k cost that has nothing to do you have to pay your membership fee whether it be the lifetime way or the monthly for one hundred twenty bucks, and that membership allots you the access to pay more money to do either yes you can freeze yourself of course that's the big the big you know. Money shot. That's the money shot. The draw, right. Yeah, that's the money shot. But you can also do – they offer a few other services. Yes, you can freeze your pets. You can freeze your DNA. You can freeze other shit uh, in that room with that guy standing in it with the fake fog on the ground. <laughs> fucking way. Hold on. There, there, there's got to be uh, like laws broken here because if you're <laughs> if you're, if you're suspending – Florida, Florida is real lax. So you, you don't have to pay any yeah, well, taxes. I know that fucking when place. <laughs> Fucking, it's global warming there. can't sink that place fast enough but <laughs> fucking yeah like if you're suspending your animated state don't you have to be alive to do that well they they claim that your tissue doesn't die immediately upon death that they have re like the whole idea of people die for a few seconds and come back uh you know they shock them or whatever the, whatever the fuck it may be the re the right. what is death i get it right um. Yeah. That's why, that's why they offer that hundred thousand dollars, you know, quick, quick back uh, service, so they can get your ass there fast. <laughs> right. Yeah. I gotta get you on the truck and get moving. We, you know, we got time, but we don't have a lot. Speaking of having time and not having a lot, why are we still talking about these fucking uh, shit bags? Yeah, it's fucking amazing, dude. Uh, it is. Way more, this is than Bionic Commando. Uh, but <laughs> you do have to send this fucking episode to them and tell them that we want some uh, payment for the advertising they got. It'd be great. I would happily read uh, one of their crazy ass advertising statements every episode for the right amount of money. <laughs> well, let's contact them. I, I would love for them to give me some of their money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyways, back to the fucking. We'll have to cut uh, that part out where uh, we made fun of them for like twenty minutes. But yeah. <laughs> back to the cost of this procedure. Uh, so there's no additional cost for the forty-ish years or so Hitler was in the freezer in any event. Um, so we're still at. 5,182 German marks uh, for the cost of this whole deal. And then lastly, obviously, is reanimation. And uh, reanimation, I couldn't find any data on the cost of uh, reanimating a cryopreserved mammal of any kind because it's not fucking possible! Not a real thing. <laughs> the Area 15 theme, kicking off the playthrough of Bionic Commando. And our, the first thing you get when you turn the game on is, of course, the title screen, which is boring. There is no music. <laughs> uh, 
But they do reiterate the story in the instruction manual with an accompanying montage uh, that will play if you don't hit any buttons. That looks pretty badass. I will get the, the art and uh, uh, the slideshow they give you. It's pretty cool. Uh, the copy is the same but different <laughs> uh, from the instruction manual. Uh, like there, There's changes um, possibly rooted in an attempt to better localize it to U.S. English, uh, but they are still the words of a madman. <laughs> right. Um, it's, it's, it's better, but not totally coherent. Um, so yeah, you still get that, that year 1980X. Like, what is up with that? Especially later on, because... And later in, Mega Man did that, too. It was 2000X is when Mega Man took place. That must just be a, like a Capcom solution of some kind. Um, yeah, so it's, yeah, whatever. So it's, it's good. Uh, interesting. So you fire out, you fucking... Uh, hit start, get rolling, and the first thing they give you is a comm transmission from a commanding officer telling you there are multiple agents in Area 1 for you to uh, contact, and then they actually, going from that to the map, they give you a pretty hot-ass little music ditty, uh, and then you get back to the, the you, you get to the map screen, and <clears throat> I think, like, looking at this map, when I was first getting going here, like, I think this might have been a very large component of the like the, the prohibitive part of me getting into it and understanding it as a kid. Like this map doesn't make a lot of fucking sense and it's kind of intimidating. <laughs> um, it is just numbers. Yeah. And lines numbers. almost randomly drawn. Like <laughs> Right, yeah, right, right. Without uh, any indicator on the screen to indicate that like area fifteen is like a jungle area. Like it's literally just a box that says fifteen. But so doesn't like you don't really need a map at that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like what? Well, yeah, that's a. I mean, yeah. Later on, it does serve as there is some backtracking and what have you where it makes sense, I guess. But early on, yeah, it is kind of just like I don't know. Like, well, it, it it does not. It's not like it gives you options at the beginning, so you can give it that credit. It's just like that. This is where you have to go <laughs> for area one. Is You're going part. to one. That's it. Uh, which is fair and smart. Um, but just in a general sense, looking at it, it's like, yeah, those trucks are moving around, but all these numbers, like, what the fuck do I, what do, what do I do? Right. Um, and it also, it's very, like, the actual mechanic, like, the, the, or the, the way you navigate the map, the, the flowchart of the game function is fucking clunky as shit, man. Like, I didn't even, you know, your, your, your chopper moves to area one and you get the message, please instruct us. <laughs> uh, which is, that you means. Know, Right, I'm afraid instruction is something I have none of right now, man. <laughs> like, right. I'm the one that needs instruction. Uh, so, you know, you're just going to jam that fucking A button and, you know, hit A and descend transfer. Okay, I'm descending transfer. Like, that's what I'm doing. Uh, and then you get an item selection screen uh, that I uh, initially was thinking that I hope this gets more interesting as we go because there's nothing. It's telling you to choose things that you... You don't have choice. any, yeah. You don't have any choice in. So I mean, I guess that's just like the flow chart of the fucking game code brings you to that screen every time. Um, but uh, maybe they should have just skipped right to it for this first level. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah. So that's the setup, and then you start playing Area One, and uh, you parachute down from the chopper, and that's cool. And that's how it works for every level, which is pretty cool. Um, that it kind of lines up with what you're looking at of the map screen. Um, you float down, and you're at the beginning of the stage, and so you start playing this fucking thing, and the first thing that you learn is, if you didn't know it already, is that you can't jump in this game. <laughs> Talk to me about not jumping, Jeff. <laughs> it, it's just like you, you spend your whole life playing platformers where you can jump, 
And you know, really, it's it's the main attraction of the platformer. Well, the just name of a platformer is like if you were to read like what's the like what is a platformer? Jumping is probably different platforms. Right, jumping is probably in the like core definition. (laughs) It probably is right, Or, or at least like if you were describing it to somebody, you would use the word jump within the first ten words that you're saying to them. Yeah. Uh, there's there's no way to get around it except buying a commando found a way around it, but it's weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you like you start off and you you might encounter like I think not long like you walk forward to the right of the screen and then not long after you there's do a that, barrel. Yeah. There's like, a barrel. Yeah. And if you can't if that barrel it, you know and like this is kind of you, this like yes the general idea of not being able to jump and having to use this arm is weird and obtuse uh i think you have to give them credit for trying to just even thinking of like making a game where uh, an action platformer where you're not going to be able to jump like the right. idea the idea they even had the balls to like do that is like really impressive and crazy uh and then really yes in the game too it's not like you know, we had done 20 years of platformers and somebody was like, fuck it, I'm doing something different. <laughs> yeah, it was like, pretty early. Very early. For sure. Um, yeah, and like that, you know, and, and if you are going to introduce a new mechanic or have a, you know, it's a, you talk about Super Mario and how that first level teaches you how to play Super Mario. And uh, this, while maybe not quite as uh, intuitive, it does, putting that barrel there is exactly that. Like, you can't even start this game. Till you start grappling around and figure out how to do this. Yeah, you uh, do know you can't jump, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, the the start of the yeah, you, you know, that barrel is your in your introduction. You and you you just immediately have to start fiddling with that arm mechanic because you have to ascend uh, up this tower. Um, is is your first task basically? Uh, at the top of which, once you get all the way up there is uh i will call them com rooms uh throughout this like basically a communication room it's a you go in a door it's a static screen there's a big huge fucking computer you walk up to in the middle of it and you walk up to the thing and then this fucking box pops up and you hit the button that's what you would do because it looks like it's just one message uh (laughs) and you hit the button and then this cat named ma1 is on the line he tells you many other agents have infiltrated the sectors you'll be visiting and to succeed you'll have to communicate with them so um and then also avoid all dangers and proceed to the open door that's what he's telling you to do as his closing his parting words which are sage words of video game wisdom (laughs) Avoid all danger. Sure, but not necessarily helpful. <laughs> yeah, avoid all danger. Uh, like yeah, anyways. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so, that's all I did there that first time. Um, talk to that guy, hit the button, communicate. Right. Communicate, wiretapping. I'm, I'm wiretapping, communicating. I'm communicating via wiretapping is what I thought I was being instructed with or given the opportunity to do rather here which doesn't of course make a lot of sense but you know the translation is not great so who knows right. what they were trying to say exactly who knows what they're trying to do right so sure whatever hit the button let's go got the message moving on so then you're you know now you have to swing across from this tower to the next one and get over a gap a a, a water gap that you would die in if you just walk into so you're learning how to use this arm more and and like it is and this is a reoccurring thing man like this game is hard as fuck it's mm-hmm. so fucking hard uh but it's just possible enough to be done and when you do it and by it i mean whatever thing not just 
uh, generally. Like, whatever thing you're fucking having a hard time with, whenever you do it, it is wildly satisfying. And, like, as much as this game is a motherfucker, <laughs> it, it, it does every time you are faced with a motherfucking hard <laughs> situation. When you do it, if you succeed at it, it, you get the gratification that should be gotten, should be received from a very difficult video game thing and like as hard as this game is and as often as I, as I was irritated while playing it it always gave me that and like that is I don't know really just emotionally <laughs> polarizing uh, thing about this game you know there's uh, something to be said for like I said there there seems to be like three kinds of I don't know if I've ever said this explicitly but like, like I've danced around it at least like th there seems to be like only a few kinds of games in Nintendo broken games that just don't work. And they're just not worth your time because they're broken. Um, games that are difficult because fuck you, which <laughs> is not fun. And then games that are actually difficult, but manageable. Right. And this one is definitely one of the latter. It's difficult, but it's possible. Like you said, and yeah. the, the arm mechanics, especially, um, they are well done. Yeah. Yeah. There's like little like nuances of like, you know, how hard you tap the button, when you release it, uh, yeah. where you release during your swing. All of that actually very much does matter and sure. can be managed by you. If so you're able, you really like, can do anything you want in that game almost. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, uh, uh, late, late, late in the game, there is an incredibly difficult thing you have to use that arm for and, and like it's in the place it should be but the like even after playing this game all the way through you need to yes it's when you hit you you, 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 you when you when you shoot the thing out how you hit your control pad because you can shoot the thing out and not go you can shoot it out and just hold your it'll just hold on to the thing and you don't even have to and swing it just yet. come back to you Right, right. Well, no, yeah, well, you can also, yeah, hit down, have it come back to you, and not ever even go. So that's an option, yes. But then you can shoot it out and just leave it there till you, till it's at the exact instant that you want to leave. And oh, like, right, I see what you're You know what I mean? And, like, and, and start the swing. So you have, like, total control over when you go and, like, yeah, how you swing and then how you leave, how you're, what you're doing with the control pad when you come off of it and then if you want to re-grapple to something else later on there's a ton of that like how you hit that control pad as your next thing affects you can shoot at an angle you can shoot it straight up and like you know you're swinging so you're like just naturally gonna be hitting right and like sometimes you want to grapple straight up and like it's just yeah it's fucking it's just a very complicated game mechanic that even late in the game i still hadn't mastered so there's some level of whether that's commendable or just a somewhat of a programming fuck you, I don't know. It's kind of up to up to interpretation, you know. But it seems commendable to me. I, I like, you know, this is my my initial thought. Like when this when we considered this game, or I, maybe even when I considered this game, when we read in the magazine, you thinking like this is a mechanic that can go so wrong. Yeah. Like, and I guess I guess if it did. If it did go wrong, I just like would not have played much of the game at all, and I would just call it a broken game. So no big deal, I guess, at the end of the day. But at the same time, like you know, that the mechanic works. Like it, imagine like jumping off a swing, like when you're swinging when you're a kid, 
like you knew how to like jump off the swing at certain points to like you know do certain things once you jumped off like and this game honestly works the same way like that yeah. shit inertia it's not matters. like you just get on there and swing it really does like yeah, you don't just get on there matters. and swing and then release and then it lands you wherever it was going to land you like it'll land you wherever you told it to land you yep yeah, yeah so it's, just... it's a manageable system yep yep responsive and manageable no doubt um, so yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, early on is it is such a it is a lear, it is a learning curve and a half. Uh, the first level of this game, uh, even like coming out of that first door, uh, like I died twice doing it. Like this is the first beginning of the game. Died twice doing this. Like the next thing when you come out of the door, you have to then go down a platform and swing out uh, onto this little tiny platform. Uh, like. Yeah, like you have to like drop down. This guy's there, and like you gotta like fucking. It's just so specific. Uh, even early on, like it's just telling you that this is a no. Uh, is a, it is a very little margin of error game you're gonna be playing. <laughs> I guess is what right. I'm getting at here. Um, so whatever you get across the gap, you go to the second tower, and you go in this door. Uh, and I, first of all, I go in this door, and I, and immediately I realize that this is an area, this inside area inside the second door that I'd never seen before in my life. So. That's how much I played this game as a kid. I never got into the, the second building, basically. Um, so this is a totally new game for me, going through, going through the fucker. And you go, so you go in this place, and there's an elevator shit going on inside here. Uh, and even with that, like the elevator, you quickly learn, like, it, like if you get off the elevator when it's not level with the platform, when you go to get back onto it, you can't, and you're stuck mm-hmm. on the where you're oh, at. Shit. So you gotta right. like you'll have to like use your arm Grapple to the get ceiling. back yeah get back onto that so like even that no forgiving not for- forgiving at all um huh. yeah so in here there's another com room with ma1 telling you area four is an arsenal yes please arsenals are good for games up. like this yes <laughs> um and then you come out of the room at from this com room and the elevator's just gone <laughs> So that's bullshit. Uh, so you got to swing your way over to the left side of the shaft. Uh, and over on the left side of the shaft is like a total calamity fucking area. Uh, I'm assuming you, you you got this far, right, Jeb? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, see, you get over there out of the room and you, there's like just soldiers parachuting down onto your fucking head constantly in a subterranean environment. They're just casually passing <laughs> through solid rock like it's no big deal. This never uh, occurred to me, actually. <laughs> They're parachuting indoors, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, throughout the whole game. Which I guess if indoors is big enough, technically speaking, you could do it. Yeah, but they're uh, not. There's low-ass ceilings of their parachute. The yeah, parachute but I came in the fucking top door, and I know it's not big enough, so fuck you. Right, exactly. Um, they also give you the, one of the things they introduce, one of the things that like they, they do these like parachuting drop, pickup drop things. Uh, in this case, it's medicine, um, the the potion that you can use, uh, and yeah, they parachute down, and they they look like they're in those boxes that they parachute supplies down into third world countries with, like those big padded boxes, you know, the huge ones. Yeah, those they, big right? crates that hit the ground and roll. Right, exactly. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Uh, just a little tiny thing. I was like, oh, that's a fucking interesting choice. Uh, and this area is a total bitch, yeah. I mean, uh, it fucking had a really hard time, especially because it's so early. You're not good at that arm shit yet, and there's a bunch of jump, trying or not jumping. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> a bunch of arming around with all these fuckers parachuting down to your shit, and that's super hard to get through early on. Uh, but you work your way through that to your first boss fight. Um, and 
So you, you, I mean, you eventually learn that the boss fights are interesting. In this like there's like a, a, a dedicated boss room. Uh, that I guess Which you know it's is not, always pretty much the same, right? It's the same. Yeah, room. it's the exact same room, and there's a different. You will, you know, each they're not the same bosses. Yeah, it's the different bosses. Uh, there's a lot of reoccurring bosses, but you know you, there are different bosses in the, in the identical rooms. And like basically, what each boss is is like forces you to then navigate the room in a different way. You know, which is a interesting approach to boss fights, I guess, as opposed to like usually it's just solely function on the mechanic of the boss sprite and how do I deal with the boss sprite um, right. or sprites plural. Uh, and in this case, yes, it's more, I feel it's much more about dealing with the room <clears throat> that might have, just happens to have a different sprite in it this time, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's its own, you know, interesting approach. And these, these bosses, so like the boss battles are, at least the, the I think I did, I think I pulled off two of them. Um, you, you, the, the objective is not necessarily to defeat the boss. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. It's not. It's very Mother Brain-esque in that there's this thing on the right-hand side that you got to blow up. And, like... This game was, like, really Metroid-y, and I, I was picking up, like, a tiny bit of um, Metal Gear from this game. Sure. And we, yeah, we talked about that. Just the map, and or not the map, but the, the top-down thing that we'll talk more about, maybe. Uh, well, probably not. We probably covered all you can see about it. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, but still, my my point is like, uh, yeah, this this game like you know had flavors of other games that I immediately recognized. Um, yeah. yeah, and then it had its own. Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, it, it is it is a Metroidvania to some degree because you are going and getting items, then having to backtrack to get other things. You know, so that is that's Metroidvania. Right, right. So it is, even though it is more of an action platformer. As you go, the overall thing is, is very Metroidvania ish. Yeah. So yeah, you're fighting the bosses. It's not necessarily the objective is not necessarily to defeat the boss. You have to blow up like this computer, I guess. Yep. Computer, yeah, some sort of fucking yeah. electronic thing. Uh, that yeah, the the thing you're blowing up had like that's how that's that's the way it's mother brain esque is is that it, it's not the the thing you have to kill to end the stage does not attack you. <laughs> it's just right. the shit, other shit in the room, and the shit in the room changes every time. Uh, you usually get like a fun little message too. Whoever the the, the actual boss is he gives usually some sort of arch villain message that's fun uh so you walk in this first one the the thing he says when you walk in there is so you think you can destroy the main system <laughs> which just sounds exactly <laughs> like something you know uh that would be in a gi joe cartoon or something yeah uh, an 80s villain would say yeah 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 so it's not again because you're you're learning uh it's not an easy fucking thing to figure out this first boss at all but um, you, yeah, you just basically go over to the other right side of the room and find a way to shoot that computer enough for it to blow up, and that's the end of the stage. Um, and I actually didn't write it down. Did they give you a reward for that first one? Because most of the boss usually get a new item, which is cool. Uh, I think that yeah. every, every boss, very very Capcom-y, I guess, Mega Man esque. Uh, you get a new weapon or some sort of new item uh, that affects the way you play the game. Um, for most bosses, right. not every boss. But the only I, ones that I have written, I got. Sorry, no, go ahead. I, I I only have area four written down for an item that you get. So I, maybe maybe you do, and I didn't write it down. But I don't think that you do get one. Yeah, I didn't write one down either, and I did make a habit of that. So either I hadn't started doing that yet, or in any case, so you beat that fucker, uh, and then you go back to the map. And this is where I learned that descend transfer is an option set, 
not a statement. <laughs> uh, this is why uh, language matters. Yeah. So yeah, I first beat that stage, and that's I was like sitting there like, oh, how the fuck do I move? <laughs> so I spent a sizable amount right. of time, more than sh- I should have, to start traversing this fucking map. Because uh, yeah, it automatically pushes you to area one when you start. You don't have to select to do that. Um, so fuck. Um, maybe I don't. Like, I don't feel like that was in the instruction manual. Uh, like I said, I read it, but. Um, despite the fact, as far as what I decided to do, I don't know what you chose to do, but even though I knew the arsenal was in area four, I had been told that I had chose area 13 just cause I, it looked like it was off to the side. So I was like, I like to, you know, I don't want to have to backtrack. So like, let's yeah, take let's area check it out. Yeah. So you go there. Uh, is that where you went next? Yeah, I did. Cause like you said, it one branches off to 13 and then four. So you'd have to go back to one, and I, I wasn't sure if like I would have to replay the level or not. So I like you, like you, I just went straight to thirteen. Right, right. So you come in, you parachute down to area thirteen, and a soldier in all white is right at the stage start, telling you that this is a neutral area. <clears throat> all acts of hostilities are prohibited in this area. If violated, you will be attacked. Okay, so that sounds about right. No, no warfare here. Got it. Uh, and then you were immediately greeted by Batty Grunt with a knife held out in front of him, like one of the purple assholes, <laughs> yep, <laughs> running at you. And then he does talk to you uh, instead of attacking you, which is weird. But he talks to you. He says, what are you doing here? I'll take care of you. And so you assume you're going to now be in battle. And logically, you're going to shoot his ass. And then that aggros everything on the screen, white white soldiers included, and they try to kill you. Uh, yeah. And it just what stayed fuck. What the fuck? So if you don't, if you have the discipline to not fire when that dude says that to you, he doesn't attack you. You just run right through him. Um, and that's the same with the green soldiers, too, which is fucking weird to me. Because uh, those same sprites with the knives later hurt you when they first touch you in non-neutral areas. Um, right. It doesn't. So that doesn't, it just doesn't line up. <laughs> it just doesn't fucking line yeah, up. Yeah, and, and also this fucking guy put, like, I just talked to the fucking entrance guard. Right. He's like, behave. <laughs> and then I take one step behind and this fucking guy tries to stab me and he acts like he doesn't see anything. I pull my gun out and all of a sudden it's a fucking problem. Right. Yep. Yep. Not very yeah, fair. These neutral zones. These, you know, I guess the way that if you wanted to force your way through it, you know, if you wanted to justify it narratively, you would say that they're actually not so neutral. Um, you know, these places seem to have at least a slight imperial a lean. Right, right, right. Which right. It, there would be shades in, in, in real life and warfare, you know? Uh, exactly. It's a neutral zone, but it's not all neutrality is created equal. Exactly. And yeah, you're, you're not necessarily safe just because of that label. No question. Right. Uh, so here there's a, in the, this place, there's a couple rooms with pickups. Uh, there's life and one and then a flare bomb. Uh, the, nothing else really going on there. Basically just pickups. Um, so, yeah, this is the first time that I thought to myself, what exactly is the life system here? Like, these little cans, right. which is what I thought they were, uh, increase your maximum, I think. Like, I think. <laughs> uh, and later you'll learn that, yeah, like there's a, if you hit the pause button, there is a, a little number, some number action in the bottom right-hand corner that is like X number out of Y possible number like there's a dash like one out of ten or whatever it would be but that's it right right it's but yeah like until blah 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 right yeah it does yeah it doesn't doesn't explain what that is it's just later 
and I honestly still am not 100% sure. It's just playing the whole game. This is what I ended up eventually interpreting that number to mean. Because uh, they do have the little icon of the fucking things next to it. So they there's some level of correlation for sure. Uh, and that number goes up as you pick them up, seemingly. So um, the left number, I mean. And I think once you hit the number on the right half of the that little balance, that, yes, you get a HP Swat. unit upgrade. Um yeah, so not intuitively explained to you though. So, or, or that was my understanding of it, but it explicitly it took me a minute. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and it is very nice when that happens to you though. More life is really useful in this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really fuck. That's another thing. Like, I, uh, whatever, whatever in the game, I would have advised them to conduct themselves a little differently on the first level. Like, you're starting off this platformer, you cannot jump, and it's one hit death. Like, that's a rough start to this game. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that's all you can really do in that neutral area. And then, so the only other option is to head to area four. And so you're into a cave immediately. And that uh, was indeed the flare bomb for sure that you picked up in 13 in the neutral area because you have to use that. And luckily I was smart enough to glad that, right, I, that I didn't fucking uh, decide to go to four first because I would have had to backtrack after all. Right, 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 right. Which there's a lot of that in this. You know, you need that's Metroidvania. You need a thing. Nope, got to go look for it. Uh, so yeah, I mean, but it, it doesn't even explain it to you. You, know, you. Though you'd walk into the fucking. I mean, if you read the instruction booklet, I guess maybe you'd interpret it. But the uh, you just walk onto the end of this cave and it's pitch black. You can't see shit. <laughs> so like, you have to use the flare to see. You know, uh, but so you do so. Work. Yeah, exactly. So you use that fucker, and uh, then there was light. It's, it is a pretty cool, uh, I'll give it some credit, there's a, a pretty cool little flare animation, like it doesn't just, the light doesn't just come on, you know, like you, f- this thing, the sprite goes up in the air above your character and like kind of explodes and then light happens and that's very, right. the way a flare would work, even though it's not you realistic know. that it stays lit the whole time. <laughs> Actually, for that matter, the, the graphics, you know, while we're on the subject, the graphics of this game are pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Overall, they are. I don't, there's not a lot, lot of time. I thought that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of what the fuck is that uh, right. that you can definitely get in a Nintendo game. Ugh. Okay, so much like the map screen option set, I realized here in Area 4 that the com room computer screen starts with an option set too. It's not communicate wiretapping, it's communicate or wiretapping. You can do one of two things, <laughs> uh, which I did not at I all. I don't know that I ever put this together. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, mm. I did here in Area 4. And so, yeah, basically, you can either talk to your peeps with communicate or listen to the enemy's communications with wiretapping. Uh, so there's basically two things you can learn from each computer. Uh, you can, in this case, you talk to your, to the communicate option, connects you to someone called M8, and he tells you that you can only use this communicator for areas ones for areas 1, 4, and 5. Uh, that they had to hide the other communicators. So I have to find other communicators in order to communicate with these fuckers I'm told that I have to communicate with in order to complete this game. Copy that. Uh, so yeah, when you, part of your item, there's the item selection sequence at the beginning of each stage is first thing is your weapons, second thing is your, well, there's actually four of them. 
And I only found something that filled in the fourth thing at the very end of the game. And there were empty boxes that are some shit. Maybe I guess I just didn't get. Um, but so there's four of them. You don't really interact with the second one until late in the game for me anyways. And then the third one is your item, like various miscellaneous items, whether it be your flare, that potion or some other shit uh, later on. Or in the last thing is your communicator. And there's four different communicators, alpha, beta, gamma, delta four different communicators, which is very uh, military e that they called them that, I think, those uh, Greek letters, you know? Yeah, what do they call that? The uh, alphanumeric yeah. uh, signals or signs or whatever? Something like that. Uh, so that's the that's the communication, the comm option. And then wiretapping uh, is listening to the Nazi bitches and that they are saying he... <laughs> It's a, it, it it does too. It's 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 well it's well done. It's most of it's useless, really. But uh, it is kind of like you do just kind of like jump into the middle of a conversation here, which is kind of cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they say that he's too strong for us. Try to get behind him. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what they, that's what they say. Um, so I'm assuming they're talking about you. I don't know. Um, really reading that now after playing the whole game maybe they're talking about something else i don't know but i was gonna say maybe they're telling people to stop resisting and just get on board well maybe that yeah, that's very uh, high level overarching interpretation of it i'm talking about even like a minute gameplay thing that maybe they're hinting at there because uh there are enemies that like i thought were invincible for such a long time uh but there was what the, i found out late the game that there was a way to hit them and it was that basically but who knows? Who the fuck knows? Use the information at your own risk and however you see fit. Uh, so getting to the boss room, yeah, the boss room in here, you encounter uh, one of the really tough things about the arm mechanic. Uh, when you use it at a 45-degree angle, like a grappling hook, uh, if there's an obstacle, like a wall, most notably, before the apex of your pendulum swing, your, substrite, your, your sprite substantially bounces off of it. Which, you know, makes sense, kind of, sure. But, like, oftentimes you have to swing over to something and there is no other... You can't, like, just drop off of it, you know? Mm-hmm. You, like, have to... It doesn't... So that that is one thing you could bitch about, I think, about the mechanic of it. Like, there's no... You can't just drop mid-swing, necessarily, uh, without the risk of still kind of swinging forward a little bit, which you need, oftentimes, to get across things, but... In the case of these, you'll bump into shit and then just fall down some fucking hole and die, you know? Right, um, right. And that's, like, some of the, like, the rooms and the neutral areas where you gotta, like, swing over and get items and shit, you bounce off, the, you do a lot of bouncing off walls in there, you find, hit the spikes, and, yes, life isn't necessarily so important in those neutral areas, but it's just, there's a lot of times where that happens, and that is one really frustrating thing uh, about the mechanic. Right. Um, and to fucking die in a neutral area or, like, suffer any damage at all is just kind of annoying. Yeah. For sure. Uh, so the boss room in this one is a heavily armored soldier with a bionic arm of his own. And these are actually the fucking guys, which may be even more. So that message of the wiretapping could be applicable to. Uh, this is the guy that I that you fight late in the game uh, where I learned it for the first time after fighting many of these guys throughout the game. Uh, and he's like, he has a bionic arm with a he's a big robot guy, or he's a, I think he's maybe a guy, but he's covered in this armor. And, uh, He's got a bionic arm of his own that has a much longer reach than yours, and he doesn't. He uses it mostly if you try to go above him. He, he can hit your ass from the platform he's on. Oh, right. I fought this guy. He, that doesn't damage you, right? 
No, it fuck yeah damages you. The grappling arm does? Yeah, when he hits you from below, yeah, it fucks you up. <laughs> I thought it just knocks, knocked you. Knocks you back around. and pulls you up. No, it definitely he definitely fucking hits you. Uh okay. damage. Um so yeah, so there's because of that, there's some unavoidable frustrating damage here uh getting over there, but um, it's not too bad. It's basically, and this is kind of a reoccurring thing with these rooms. Like, because your only goal is to blow up that computer thing, uh, you quickly learn to care less about what's going on in the room and figure out a way to do that. <laughs> uh, right. And in this case, he's the only one here. So really, all you got to do is he stays on that middle platform, and really, all you got to do is just wait for him to get on the other side of the platform, scoot your ass up there, shoot the fucking thing a couple times, and drop down before he comes over. You know. Uh, and you just right. kind of rinse and repeat through that to to beat his ass. Uh, so I beat that in the first try, basically. Uh, and then, yeah, you're awarded the wide cannon for beating yes. his ass. Uh, that I got. So this is as far as I got, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, the wide cannon is nice. Gives you kind of a spread spread gun. Basically, basically. a shotgun. Yep. Uh, and then, so you get out of here, and you can go to areas 15 or 5. So you have some decision-making to do. Um I was I, I had learned that f- fifteen looked neutral. Like I was like I thought to myself, fifteen looks neutral. <laughs> so I'll go check Perfect. that out first. So I went to area fifteen, uh, and you're immediately confronted with some uh, a couple purple Nazi fucks here. Uh, the lead of which tells you uh, out of the way because the leader of the Imperial force, Mister Kilt, is coming through, um, and Mister Kilt gives you a really aggro speech. Um, so okay, I'm braining this cat. <laughs> you know? Yeah, why would you not just fucking shoot him? Yeah, Solve all the, the problems guy. right there. Yeah, so that doesn't work though. Shooting him just causes him to disappear, and the white soldiers swarm you. So another time where I like, you know, got fucked with in the neutral areas. Uh, yeah, I was say once again, doesn't sound very fucking neutral. Right. Yeah, he's walking around there. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a platforming challenge for an extra life in the one door you can enter, and then there's a, a wall in the way you can't get to the second door. So uh, you can't really do much here on the Area 5. Uh, and this is where I actually, for the first time, bumped into those trucks uh, uh, for the first time. Oh, okay. Time. Yeah, and it gives you, like, it says, like, it's kind of this, the, the sequence of it is kind of cool. Like, you... Meet with enemies and descend is like fun verbiage that it gives you. Uh, and like when you bump into it, it actually like says on the map, like enemy, and it gives you this little arrow that <laughs> points at it. Uh, it's kind of like, I don't know, it makes it feel like some shit has happened, you know? Uh, right. which is nice. Um, so yeah, then you get the, yeah, these fucking things, like I guess maybe just to more thoroughly talk about them, like they feel, they, especially the first time it happened, I was like, this is really fucking cool. Like, uh, we didn't talk about it the first time, but like you can swing, and I found no use for it at any point, but you can swing the bionic arm like a bolo hair, and it seems to pull the guys into you. Like, it uh. looks cool, but it, the purpose of it, like, pulls them to you, which they hurt Not you. Not necessarily when, cool. Yeah, when they hurt, they hurt you when they touch you, so I don't know I don't even why that's possible, but you can also fall off the edges of the elevation that you're on uh, in the ones that are, like, mountaintoppy. Um you can like fall off the side and die, <laughs> hmm. uh, which is you, know, you don't know you don't you don't assume that till it happens the first time. Um, <laughs> but other than that, yeah, they're very easy. Uh, kind of like the end is kind of feels like a foosball goal too. I don't know. That's what I thought of every time as I was going into it. I feel like I was oh. a foosball goal. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Right. Um, and I also learned once I come out of that that. 
you don't have to descend into the areas. You can just skip over shit if you want to. Really? Yeah. It doesn't force you to go into a level. There, it does. It gatekeeps. There are. It does have a way of gatekeeping you. Uh, if you know one, we already talked about the the the, the flare. Uh, thing you need that item to even traverse that level four. So right, you're not doing level four without that, right? Right, uh, and you need that gun, and they they impede things with the gun you have later on too. But in a general sense, you can just blow right through a level if you want to. Um, right, which is interesting. Uh, and of course, it has the you, later on. Otherwise, back, when you have to backtrack, you would have to fucking play each one, which would be a nightmare. Uh, right, but um. So, uh, there was a comm a bit back from M8 telling me I'd only be able to communicate with them in areas 1, 4, 5 with the communicator I have now, so I imagine that's the impediment to doing that. Like, that's why I said this. Like, that's the first instance that you, like, I realized, like, okay, that's why I can't just go to the end. <laughs> like, I need that communicator, right. the new the new communicators. Uh, so I'll just stick with incremental progress and not try any cowboy shit. <laughs> uh <laughs> And so Area 5, you parachute in, uh, and judging by the all-red apocalyptic color screen, uh, I was guessing that this was going to be a bitch of a level, and I would learn that that's correct. Uh, they add these ball-and-chain obstacles that drop down and roll towards you, uh, which, like, adds a whole new fucking level of, like, quick. now you have to quickly learn, you know, even around, uh, outside of just enemies, quickly learn to grapple around. Uh, right. And that, you know, it's just, it's hard as fuck to make that thing work frantically. You know what I mean? Yeah, like right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a, you get another, you know, it, it, the game eventually be, this is kind of where it starts to become just a sequence of comm rooms and boss rooms, you know. Uh, and there's just, in between is just kind of filler uh, that's just, yes, dexterity based fucking grapple challenges, you know. And not really a lot to talk about. So, uh, kind of moving forward, it's a little bit of just working through the narrative, you know. Um, and uh, the communication option, the first one you get to here, sets you up with some cat named M5, uh, which a lot of these guys are, yeah, just new, numbered M's. Um, and they have located the underground passage, which is not in the map. He thinks they've found something. Uh, and the wiretapping here, and this is the first time this happens, just sets off an alarm, and you get bushed <laughs> by, by uh, <laughs> a bunch of fucking dudes swarm into the room. They come in from both oh, sides. Oh, very much, very much like uh, Metal Gear, actually. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and there's some platforming shit above that first comm room. It's a real motherfucker. Like these guys flying around uh, with these helicopter contraptions on their backs, and they like fire bolts of energy down onto your head. Um. There's a, there's a couple situations like that where you're dealing with enemies that like can fly around and like when you know that they that of course gives them like free range of movement and your guy has anything but that you know right. so it is particularly imposing when you're introduced to enemies that have that ability. It's um, always the flying enemies that suck. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Well, air you know that's air travel is an advanced uh, technology, Jim. <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, if if you had that as some sort of predatory creature, yeah. I mean, you'd certainly use it to your advantage. Yeah. yeah. But me being bipedal, it, it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, me. yeah. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> uh, communicate. Uh, the, the second room of this one uh, is a good LOL. They are you from the federal? It's the it's one of your own guys. And they go, are you from the federation? 
I'm a spy for the Federation. Like, he just says that to you. <laughs> not, a very, not a very good one, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're not very good at your job, dude. Uh, uh, he, he, but he tells you that Joe was taken to Area 8. Uh, and well, then... Would. He's blabbing everything else. Yeah. Uh, so that gives you your first, like, real clue to where the fuck Joe is, which is your chief purpose um, so far in the game, uh, or that you were instructed with at the beginning, rather. And wiretapping here informs you that the rocket launcher is all right. Sure it is. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. That's all, uh, all it says? Yep. Yeah, that's all it says. Like, it's just fucking little, it's, it's just little snippets of information. Like I said, some of it's, uh, most of it, rather, is not valuable. Um, okay. <laughs> But uh, there's some parachuting Nazi shithead sequences here before you get to the boss room. And the boss room is just this automated gun turret. Um, and it's like, everyone, you, you, you encounter these a bunch of times. And, like, the message you get for each one is just, like, it goes, pie, 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 pie. <laughs> like, P-I, 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 some dumb shit. Uh, and then, you're, you know, you're into the battle. Uh, and these guys are, every time, they're super fucking easy. Like, you can totally cheese it, basically. They can only go up so high and so far to the right because of those computers. So if you just work your way to the top right corner, which is kind of the sweet spot for most boss rooms, uh, you work your way to the top right corner, and it can't hit you, and your spread gun can shoot down a little bit, and the fucking thing just goes all... The, the automated turret just goes all the way to the top and is trying to shoot you, trying to shoot you, trying to shoot you. So you can just crouch down and use your spread gun to fucking pepper it with the bottom bullet until it dies, you know, and really... Can you pick... Your your gun in the level. I don't think I ever uh, even tried to do nope, this. Nope. You have to pick it beforehand, at the beginning. Okay. That, that is one complication uh, that certainly arises while playing this game. Um, okay. Repeatedly, that you don't have the right shit equipped. Much like we talked about that flare, you know. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you shoot the you kill, kill it that way, and then you just you know you just drop down and just shoot the fucking mother brain thing. Um, uncontested. And when you do that, your your boss reward is the rocket launcher. So that's why they were talking about that, letting you know that it's all right. All right. <laughs> uh, so from there, it was on to area 16. This is a neutral area. Uh, the beta communicator is in a room here. So you get your first, uh, your next communicator, I guess. And it was a perfect instance of one of those having to bang yourself off the wall like a psychopath to even get to the thing. Like you're just like trying to use that bad mechanic to like get your ass up onto a platform that you there's no real way to genuinely and fluently swing yourself up to um right. so yeah there's another dude in a room here that, uh, that is uh, it's mildly challenging to even get to him uh, and he tells you don't be hasty advance with caution that's all he tells you it's like hard as fuck to get to him and then <laughs> he tells you that perfect just like video game fuck you you know like work really right hard get to something that just has no benefit to you whatsoever everything <laughs> i do in this game is with great caution because i'm not going anywhere in a hurry with this goddamn bionic arm yeah well later on you, if you you wouldn't have had that luxury uh so from there area six and you dropped into the stage the first time without the rocket launcher equipped uh which is what i did and uh, you need to go through a wall right at the beginning and there's no alternative way like like so okay so like, you drop down and, like, there's this wall here, and, like, there's no way to get fucking through it. Like, you can't, you know, just shooting it. Okay, I can't swing over it. Like, what the fuck? And I didn't have any alternative save states. I was just using the one at this point, so I couldn't just go back to the map screen. And oh, shit. Yeah, I was like, I got pissed off. This is why I texted you. I got pissed off, dude. I was like, what 
the fuck? I thought I was just stuck. I was like, I'm quitting now. Fuck this game. <laughs> yeah, then, I guess then fuck it, right. Yeah, there's no way I'm playing back to the spot. Uh, so, yeah, I spent probably a good, dude, 10 minutes to, to find the solution, Googling mm-hmm. around on the interwebs. Um, and, that, and then I texted you uh, without having found it yet. And then, yeah, freaking out, thinking about quitting. And then I was like, fuck, I'll give it one more try. And I go back through and I found this website, thealmightyguru.com. And here I learned that you can hit A plus B plus start at any time to exit a stage and go back to the map screen. And this is definitely, I went back and checked, not in the fucking instruction manual. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what fucking crazy. What the fuck, man? What the fuck? <laughs> Anytime Any you time. do this? Yeah, to exit the stage. If you were about to die? Yeah, if you're about to die. If you want to lose your progress, it's not you can go back and do it where you were, but yeah. For sure. Right, but still better than game over. Yeah, it is better than game over. You're right. And you do start each stage. We haven't said it yet, but you do start each stage, um, which is why getting hit in the neutral areas means so little as long as you don't die because every time you start a stage, you have full health. Uh, see, I didn't play enough to – I don't think I got far enough to notice that. Yeah. Like, it, it might not have occurred to me. Yeah, that's, so that's nice. Uh, but – um, yeah, that's a bitch that they didn't tell you that. So I did, I did that and it worked and I rebooted and came back with the rocket launcher. Um, because that's what you need, which I guess maybe you should have assumed to equip it, uh, after you just got it, but whatever. Uh, I did not. I like the spread gun. It makes me happy. <laughs> uh, so I didn't do it initially, but I came back with the rocket launcher and the bullet sprite is funny to me. Uh, it's like really big, uh, but it does blow up it, the fucking wall. I saw this on playthroughs. It doesn't look anything like a rocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like a flaming basketball, if anything. Right, yeah, it's huge. Uh, yeah, just a ball, basically. Um, whatever, you know. It's alternative fucking world. doesn't have to be exact technology. Whatever. Subjective, you know, however you interpret it. For sure, for sure. Uh, so the platform in this stage is fucking insane. <laughs> you have to, this is where you first time. And, like, when I think about, like, when I th- would think about this game before having really played it, uh, any substantial amount um, for this playthrough. Uh, this is kind of what I would like envision in my mind. Like I feel like maybe this is the screenshots you would see for this game a lot or something. But you have to do these swinging from... I think they're lights is what they look like to me, maybe. Uh, and you have, yeah, there's no platforms in between. So you're just swinging from grapple point to grapple point across these chasms uh, with enemies fucking everywhere. Um it's just so hard. It's so fucking hard to time it right and not get. And hit. I take it there's pits you can fall into and die. Oh yeah, yeah. If you fall down, yeah, you die. You're fucked. Um, yeah. Well, some of us in this specific instance, uh, I think there's not. There is some. The whole entire span of which you have to go across is not one big pit. I don't believe here, but there are certainly instances where that is the case later in the game. Um, so yeah, you can. In most cases, it is it is very penal <laughs> to not to not. Um, hit the grapple thing correctly. Uh, But, you know, this is one, it was insane to me. It was super fucking hard. This was a perfect instance. When I beat this part, I felt so good. It felt like that really satisfying Tendo accomplishment feeling. Like when you're like, you're angry, yelling at it, (laughs) you know, and like, but you got there and you did it and like, you know, that's how it's supposed yeah. to feel. Exactly. That's how it's supposed to fucking feel. And that's the thing you can't get from modern games anymore because it's just not, they're just not that hard. And they're not punitive, punitive enough, you know? Uh, yeah. That is, is really nice once you get through it. Um, and that was the first time I really felt like that in this game, which was cool. Yeah, uh, that is a cool feeling. But, uh, you know, the 
getting there can be tough it's and so stressful. Real. Yeah, and we're fucking grown-ups now like i have a job man like i can't it, it sucks to spend like fucking three hours on bionic commando and all i get is just like oh i'm just better at the game like did you advance <laughs> at all no i'm just better okay, i will <laughs> next time i play but fuck <laughs> yeah yeah uh and here in this level they introduce these little air blaster things that are on the ground and they like give you some lift in place basically what i viewed them as is the designers got you know so this is what maybe the third action stage i think of this game and i envision the yeah i envision the designers design this game and getting this far they designed the first two levels they're like okay and they're trying to do something interesting that's not like those first two levels for this third level and they're like dude we there's got we have to be able to jump (laughs) yeah (laughs) To, to do anything that we haven't done already that we have to be able to jump uh and they were like well, we can't jump. That's the whole thing. <laughs> like, that's the whole game. Like, yeah, like, fucking figure it out. We add jump. This game doesn't have a thing. It's not a, not a game anymore. Uh, and they're like, okay, well, how about this? And then this is what they came up with. And they're like, these air blasters that are on the ground, when you walk, as you walk along, and as you you hit them, you just get, like, blow, like shot up into the air a little bit. And kind of Yes, like, a very much a jumping, arcing, the exact motion a jump button would, would get you in this game is what they do right. to you. Um, and so at a certain point, they're like, oh, oh, you know what this game needs? Jumping. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, uh, but you know what? It's funny. Even introducing that, though, to add that, uh, what it, it's, it's a way tougher to control <laughs> way of jumping than just jumping would be. Uh, okay. It's like you don't have, yeah, you, it's you know, not at all Mario-esque in the idea of being able to have control mid-jump. Like once you're going, you're just going. Uh, mm-hmm. And like wherever you land. That's where you're going, buddy. <laughs> like, no. Right, which is my uh, one of the big things I didn't like about this game was when you were up top on a level and like if you wanted to go down, no. you just kind of had to find a ledge and walk off and hope yeah. that everything was cool. Yeah, there's no there's no uh, swinging down with your arm or anything, which yes, yeah, that's I don't know. I mean, there's you know it probably would have made this game too easy. Maybe that was the decision not to do it. Uh, yeah, that was a frustrating at times for sure. Uh, so the boss here tells you it's time to pay your dues now once you get to that boss room. And he has a cannon firing forward. And uh, again, it's one of those bionic arm guys basically. Can't. He has a cannon this time and the bionic arm. And he seems invincibly, invincibly armored. Uh, so I died a couple times uh, before just running under him and hammering the computer uh, in hopes I'd frag it before he got to me. Like, that's the only way to do, deal with these dudes <laughs> when they're the bosses. Right. As I mentioned earlier. Um, so, yeah, it, this is the first time where I really thought to myself, too, that, yeah, it's really interesting that they all happen in an identical room and you're just kind of learning a new language. In t- like, in the, over, in the general sense, the boss room is this language, and then each one is like a new little twist. It's like fucking doing, uh, what's that shit called? Rosetta Stone. You know, like, the Rosetta Stone, have you ever used Rosetta Stone at all? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's very interesting how it, it works. Like it like gives you like this foundation. Like it teaches you these few like core things, and you're like, okay, like it just hammers them into you. So like, okay, I know what a pl- I can say plate. I can say fucking fork. I can say water. Uh, right. It's funny. Like Rosetta Stone actually gives you the things that you would need to survive if you were to go to the country. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you could pull it off. Like right, what? The first things it tells you, it gives you like are the the core things: bathroom, <laughs> water, like you like know, like food. 
Right, uh, which is funny. Um, the, it it realizes what you need. exactly. It realizes the utility of its software that most people are just trying to learn to go somewhere and really aren't going to follow through on truly becoming fluent. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm, when I'm in France, I'm not going to learn how to speak French, though I would love to. I just got to take a piss. Right. 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 Like, where do I do? That? Anyhow, so it's very like that in that it gives you the core words you need, and then just each new unit in Rosetta Stone will repeat those things you already know to you and occasionally add a sentence with a new word, you know, and right. just but with words in it that you already do know. Already know. And that's exactly what these boss rooms felt like to me. Like, you know, you know, what you have to do in this boss rooms that there's a computer over there. There's these same platforms you can navigate. They're in the same place every time. Uh, eventually they're kind of came again, this, this constant of a, of a gun turret being in the top right corner uh, that could shoot a spread gun. And like that became a constant at one point uh, in the game. And you're just, yeah. Renavigating that language with a new word, the boss, uh, and then maybe sometimes other fucking enemies running around uh, introduced to you in this, you know, new instance, and that's how the, the boss rooms were throughout the whole game. Uh, and, and in this, so you beat this fucking guy, uh, and you get a permit as your boss reward, and it made me think about how much bureaucracy there is in this for a Nintendo game, like new to the neutral areas and the, yes, you have to get a permit uh-huh. to enter the, like the next neutral, basically use this permit to get into the next neutral area. And like, neutral, they do not sound neutral. They're starting to piss me off. <laughs> yeah. You need a permit to get another one. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah I got one guy fucking stabbing me. I got a permit to go to this one. What the fuck? Right. Yeah. And that's the next thing you get area 14 is where you need the permit. And it's, you, you go in and the door bouncer prick that the prick door bouncer guy, uh, calling back an earlier episode uh <laughs> wouldn't let me through without the permit and i didn't like i didn't assume i don't know maybe again i should have like it's become a reoccurring theme like you get the item employ it, or equip it for the next thing you do but i didn't so i had to fucking go back and start the stage over and, and, and equip it uh and to get through so i'll let you through and then there's another communicator communi- yeah, communicator here you get your third one the gamma communicator um and you gotta do the same bang your head into the wall thing to get up onto the platform with that one too uh which is annoying and then you also you can put like a little you do a little juke move on the nazi there's a nazi fucker running around that can damage you so this time like it's just it's no rhyme or reason to it like this guy can damage you uh when you Mm -hmm. run into him so you gotta like do a little juke move to get around him to get to the second door uh and there's there's a really cool like timed uh challenge type thing with a bunch of energy canisters like you walk in the room and like they just like they do this little bounce thing that kind of implies to you to hurry like it was weird you just didn't like into, like this is the first time you're getting this and there's no way to know there's no timer on the screen or anything it's just like the way they bounce when you first walk in the room makes you feel like you need to do it fast you know and also i guess they they disappear too uh in the normal stages too. So maybe that was part of the programming that had happened. That made me think that, but like when I, yeah, when I walked in here, they do this little bounce move and there's like, I think at least five of them in each kind of corner. And then in the middle of the room on different platforms and like just scramble around and try to get them, you know, which is a cool little right. uh, mechanic to get in a neutral thing. Just to give you a little bit of fucking urgency for these levels that are otherwise just kind of lollygag levels. Right. Um, so here's, so and this is like I said, you know, you can just skip through things. Uh, on the map screen, coming out of here is the first time you're taught that's not the case. And you get the way it impedes you. It says you try to go to an area, and it gives you a message that says you don't have enough power. 
and you just can't you just can't go there. Like it doesn't explain what power is. And honestly, I played the whole game. I still don't know exactly what they mean. I don't. Like, <laughs> I, I assume they meant maybe like you don't have enough life, but I don't really think like that doesn't change enough uh, for that to really be a factor. Um, right. I think it's just items. No, I think you have to have a certain item to do it. Uh, and it just instead of telling you what specifically that is, it gives you that weird stock message. Uh, so that's you, you can't go to area eight basically. Uh, where they've told you Joe is. That's why I wanted to go there. Uh, so you have to go to Area 3 instead. So Area 3 uh, has a very cool aesthetic to it. Uh, it is like these dead, broken trees with quicksand between them. And like it's nice mountain shit in the background. Uh, I would okay. say it's probably the best looking level in the game. There you go. Uh, yeah, and it's, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about it already, but like not being able to jump. And having quicksand is very interesting. If you just think right, because that's typically yeah. how you get out of it. That's the only way. Like the only like you instinctively, when you are in quicksand in any game, you instinctively just apocalyptically jam on the A button. You know, right. uh, the fuck out of here. Yeah, and that uh, doesn't work here. What it actually does is make you sink more because you're grappling to nothing. Uh, <laughs> sinking. So. What you have to do is you have to resist that urge and just hold the run button forward. Uh, and you kind of run through it as you continue to sink. And you have to hope you get close enough to the thing that you're going to have to grapple to uh, before you're too low to be able to grapple to it uh, to get out of the shit, uh, the next tree, you know. And, like, that's a really hard, just carnal level of programming to overcome as a human being <laughs> yeah, yeah. right yeah like <laughs> yeah because you you want to do it you know like that's it's your training you know yeah yeah a lifetime of training no no less uh so once you traverse that shit there's not a ton of it it's like uh, thankfully didn't fucking make you do a lot of that but uh it was interesting the brief uh time you spend in it uh, and this is in general this level is just very interesting so yeah you're outside and you, you go through you have to traverse this mountain platform this mountain face platforming situation with a ton of crazy ass fucking enemies and shit dude like all like they're like these alien looking spiders crawling around on the rock face there are these piranha piranha plant looking things that come out of the ground beneath your feet randomly uh without really, now huh yeah without any real warning like the ground does some weird shit if you're really paying attention but it kind of just fucking comes up beneath you and they kill you they eat your ass and kill you in one hit basically no matter how much mm -hmm. life you have uh if they get you so it's weird it's a weird fucking enemies grouping in this level uh Don't fuck with them yeah uh, so you get to the top of this thing and there's a a door that takes you to an interior uh elevator one of those elevator shaft areas uh and the first com room in here opens the door to the boss uh, and it tells you the Nazi fucks transported Joe to the disposal area. Uh, and he also says, heroes always look good. It's just like, weird. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, weird thing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the uh, There's a swinging sequence towards the end of this leading up to the boss room and uh, it would be damn near impossible to do this without safe states, I think. Uh, so that's how I got through it. And inside the boss room, there's a, another automated turret boss, um, like just the pie, 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 pie thing. <laughs> uh, right. With the added, they add the difficulty here. It's the first time you get the cannon firing from the corner. That would become pretty much okay. a constant going forward, um, just above the mother brain thing. Does that uh, stop you from getting the top right where you wanted to be? No, yeah, because it doesn't. It fires at an angle, so it. it I think. 
I don't know if this one can. Eventually, I think they would be able to fire onto that top platform, but I don't think this one did. I'm pretty sure I just cheesed. Uh, same as I always did. Uh, and then, yeah, once you once you blow the thing up, the the moving around turret, you just drop down, and then well, on that middle platform, that, that gun can definitely hit you. So you have to learn this cycle thing of where you uh, basically drop down, shoot the thing, like you wait for it to fire the corner gun. After the bullets pass, drop down, shoot the thing a bunch of times as much as you can. Understand the timing of the gun. Arm yourself back up to the top level where it can't hit you. Let the bullets pass again. Rinse and repeat. And like that loop just until the fucking the mother brain blows up. Uh, you have to learn that a lot in this game to get through these fucking boss rooms. Uh, or learn to get very good at that rather to get through these boss rooms. And your boss reward for this is the rapid fire device, which I never really found to work very well, personally. Um, And now uh, the message on area eight is gone. So I must have enough power. Um, (laughs) uh, Whatever the rapid fire. The only thing changed between there is the I guess the. Yeah, just the rapid fire thing is the only thing that changed between those two fucking moments. So I don't, you know, I guess that was enough. Yeah. Need a fucking machine. Game gun to get in there, I guess. Which yeah. is actually pretty powerful. Sure, yeah, but I don't see how it would change access to something. I mean, yeah. Anyhow, uh, Area 8, then, uh, is the first com room you hit uh, tells you that Area 9 was the disposal area, and that's where Joe must be. Uh, another suggests the gamma, communica- the gamma communicator that you now have is for Areas 7 and 9. Uh, so letting you know to equip that fucker before you go to that level. Uh, right. Wiretapping on this one patches you through to Super Joe, supposedly. He says he can hear the ocean where he's at, but can't see shit. So unless they have a conch shell taped to the side of his head, he's near water. Uh, this place, is a, this whole fucking level is a total maze, uh, which is always fucking cool in games. Uh, right. You're just, yeah, going indoors and taking these passages. You come out in a seemingly random place and, like, you kind of just got to, unless you look up a map, fucking just wander, you know. And they're not so difficult that you can't wander your way through it uh, where you have to have a map. So credit to fucking Capcom, I guess. But just an, it is just still some just run around bullshit that's annoying, you know. Um, yeah. Right, and also not being able to jump in a situation like that is just going to make it like yep. the, the the most fractional. It's a tiny, tiny bit more difficult, but like it is more difficult. Yeah, well, that's yeah. Like anytime you're frustrated, you know, like because you know, you, yeah, you play these games, like you're inherently become frustrated when they become difficult. Like it is it, the the micro progression of your uh, uh, how antagonized you are is of course only increased. Uh, by that arm mechanic, you know, so it just it it right. scoots you for further on being annoyed a little faster and a little quick, you know, a little more frequently. <laughs> than, right. Like if this were Mario, I'd be pissed. If it were Mario where I can't jump, I'd be even a little more pissed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so I eventually wandered to a place uh, where I had seen a closed door before, and it was now open. And I didn't even know how I did it or why that happened, but whatever. Um, you remembered your training to proceed to the, the open door. door. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I have been instructed, so the solution has been told to me. Uh, so, yeah, fucking, uh, I go in that door, and that's the boss room. And uh, <laughs> you get another, just, again, just arch-villain shit. So you think you can destroy the main system? You have no chance! <laughs> is the, is the, what the boss says to you when you walk in. Which is great. Uh, and yeah, Cobra Commander has probably said exactly that in dozens of G.I. Joe cartoon episodes. Uh, 
There is no focal point in this boss battle. It's just a total fuckstorm of grunts coming at you from everywhere. Uh, and it is a biatch, man. Uh, if I'd have played like, this, if I'd have played this exact moment on my Nintendo as like an eight-year-old me, I'd have smashed the console into a million fucking pieces, <laughs> dude. I was like, I was in here in my little computer niche in my fucking apartment. My dog was scared of me. Like I was, you know, I was fucking. I was irate playing this fucking boss fight, man. Uh, this is the one where they just spawn and just just, just yeah. a ton of them, right? Yeah, and like it's it's super stupid because, you know, I already told you like the fucking you got to use that top platform so much, and that they just parachute through the fucking ceiling, and you can't see them coming when you're on that top platform. Right, so they're basically like, just hitting you immediately. Yeah, and like uh, and they and it's not even there's not even a spawn point that's predictable. They can spawn anywhere up there, man. So like at least seemingly maybe I don't know, maybe maybe it, there are specific spawn points that I could have avoided, but it didn't seem like it and ah uh, yeah, I was it was I was fucking pissed playing this boss. Mm. <laughs> uh which you know, it, it's this level I kind of this this is like kind of the midpoint of this game, you know, so it's kind of like your mid boss. Uh, so it's not total nonsensical that you have a very a tougher boss here because a lot of them have been breezes the boss fights you know so getting a hard one um, not the end of the world but yeah yeah frustrating yeah so yeah, like I basically you know approaching the top level cheese because there's a SWAT shield fuckface you know like in the middle platform there in front of the thing so you got to kind of like get him the fuck out of there uh, somehow or another. And then you do the loop of pegging the computer, grappling to the top, waiting for the shit to pass through, come down, all while guys are running around the whole time, man. It's okay. fucking super fucking difficult. Uh, and what's your weapon of choice here? Uh, well, I was still using the the uh, spread gun. Okay. But yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the 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 rocket launcher does like that one level where you had to use it, and they do this a lot when you have to use a weapon. You know, they are an item. They like employ it, and like the enemies you battle usually have some sort of advantage to using that tactic uh, to right. beat them. And you know, and in that level where you had to blow up the wall with the rocket launcher, there were some enemies where it was super fucking helpful to have that equipped. Uh, but it fought, the fire rate is so slow, and it's just the one bullet, and it's kind of a slower sprite. Like there's just no benefit most of the time to using that fucker. Um, and, ah. And especially if there's a lot of enemies, it's just you'd get fragged so easily. So yeah, back to the spread gun. Uh, so that's what, I'm, that's what I'm using here. And you get the iron boots for your boss battle reward here. And I never understood really what these were. I looked at the fucking instruction manual, and it says you can kick uh, and like stomp on enemies. Uh, there's no kick button. I don't know what that means. Like, I, it's maybe uh, <laughs> if you like, maybe like because you, you do take damage when you fall on shit. So maybe if you fall on an enemy while wearing those, you don't. Maybe or maybe that's a solution to my yeah, issue maybe. where you jump down and yeah, for sure, maybe that. And then also, I guess maybe I never tried hitting the start button to use them like you would use the potion item uh, to heal yourself. So maybe, and you do have to choose like that. Yeah, you have to choose between your heal potion and any of these other weapons or items rather: the boots, the permit, the flare gun, the what's the last one on here the, oh the rapid fire thing so like yeah that that potion being able to heal yourself is way yeah if i got the choice i'm going potion you're right so you know that's another reason you're never using these things um but maybe if you hit the start button you could do some kick move and i would like to see that animation actually but uh <laughs> i never did it if that's the case these were basically useless to me uh so i realized heading into area nine that the map uh after this that's where um 
I was going after this, or I thought I was anyways. And uh, that's when I realized the map is supposed to be actual earthly geography. <laughs> uh, that, that area 9, that's why I was going to area 9, because it's on, I was like, oh, that's on the water. Like, that's the blue. And he can hear the ocean. Right, that's where Joe is. That's water. Oh, oh. like looking at that map does not intuitively make you assume that it's supposed to be some part of Earth, like, or, or that you're looking at a map that reflects any specific geography, you know? I was uh, going to say, when I looked at it, it did not seem, like, maps seem like a misnomer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I assume those are just, like, strategic colorations of some, you know, for some, that meant some, right. if, any, if anything at all, that they meant just some sort of strategic uh, in, indication, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, let's try to go area nine, because uh, that's where Super Joe would be, and um, that didn't work out. I ended up just going to area seventeen. Like I like I couldn't go there. I can't I even write down where I couldn't go. Maybe I I couldn't go there or some reason I didn't. I ended up going to seventeen next, which is a neutral area, and the guy outside the open door, the first open door you hit at this neutral area. Uh, says he's been waiting for you and it's just to come on in. And inside, there's a purple guy that says, oh, we've got a little boy now. And that's it. That's all he tells you. <laughs> like, what the Ooh. fuck is going on here? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah, I don't... I just... That's it. There's nothing else. Yep, like, nothing. Are they important to the game or... Not that I know of. Nothing. Man, nothing. It's never came back. I didn't oh. have to come back here later for some other shit. Like, no idea, man. Uh... <laughs> Second door has a green soldier that tells you they've located Joe, and he's at the POW camp in Area 7. So he's been moved uh, from Area 9, assumingly, assumed, to Area 7. I think seven. he was at 8 first? They, yeah, they 8, but then he was by the ocean, which was 9. Now he's actually now he's at 7. Uh, so I was, gl- I was glad when I heard that. I was glad that I didn't go to Area 9, because there's no point in being there now. Uh, yeah. He's gone. So then you go to Area 18. is another neutral area. And... The first room uh, has a dude outside that asks if you have a need for a machine gun. Who's ever said no to that? (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't have a need for that? Right. So, yes. Uh, Okay. So, I go into the room. There's a machine gun lying on the the ground in the room. No one guarding it. Swing over. Get the machine gun. Awesome. Moving on with life. Go to Area 7. very nice. Yeah. I go to Area 7. I get my item selection screen. There's no fucking machine gun on there. What Hmm. the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> there's not even a machine gun on there that I select and doesn't work. It's just there's nothing, there's no no new option to select. No uh, indication that you would have a machine gun at all. None, right. What the fuck's going on there? Who knows? Right. Uh, but there's another wall at the beginning of this stage, and the rocket launcher affects it not, so I guess I do have to go to Area 9 now. Um, mm. Yeah. So the top-down segments are, uh, yeah, again, I just... Uh, Akari Warriors shit I wrote down. They're fucking very Akari Warriors like here. We already talked about that. Uh, so going to Area 9, uh, there's not much about the level that's interesting. And the boss room is just another grunt shitstorm room. So super boring level. And then you get that fucking boss fuckstorm room shit that's super hard. Uh, the bo- He does give you the, the walk in the leader of this little band of fuckers, though, tells you your effort is wasted. We've just transferred Joe to another location. So basically what I had learned in the other level it's retelling me here that he's been moved to seven, you know? Right. Uh, so if you do go to area nine, so skipping over it, like I tried to do, 
you learn that probably in the proper flowchart. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, gonna say it still tells you what to do, right? Right. Uh, so yeah, I died about thirty-five fucking times. I, I we've talked about the potion a lot already, but I hadn't used it yet in the game. Uh, and I died about thirty-five times on this fucking uh, boss room before I remembered that I could fucking heal myself in the in a level with that potion by right. hitting, by hitting start and. Doing that, I waxed this fucking level the first time after that. <laughs> I was going to say, probably got kind of easy after that. Yeah, yeah. So I wish I'd remember that on that first one where I was yelling at my fucking computer. Uh, right, so you your get the three, yeah, you get your three-way as the boss reward here. That's what they call it, which is a fun name for anything, let alone yeah, a gun. Sounds fun. I want to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I want to be involved. Get me in. What, which part am I? Which part do I play? <laughs> uh... So uh, the 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 wall in area seven is just yeah a, a gate basically for this having this gun uh, and the three way gun uh, blows that up and the three way gun is general in a general sense is is a real legit cool weapon uh, it fires straight ahead it is kind of a, it's a larger albeit more destructive bullet uh, and it fires one straight ahead of you one straight up in the air and one straight down uh, and they don't go terribly far I would say. You know, you're not going to, it's not going to, if you're standing on one platform, usually the way they're spaced, it's not going to go far enough to hit someone on the platform above you. Uh, okay. But if you grapple up to the platform above you and hang there Ooh. below the platform and you fire it, which you can do throughout the game, not with this, just this weapon, which is a cool thing. You can right. grapple and then shoot while you're grappling. Uh, yeah, just stay hung and right. shooting. And if you do that with this gun, you can hit things on the platform above you. So, you know, this, okay. this level is basically a, a, a practice round for that mechanic uh, with this gun. You have to do a lot of that uh, where you, right. you can't. There's these uh, forklift dildos. <laughs> oh, they're just like mm -hmm. asshole, assholes on forklifts uh, that are buzzing around on platforms that if you go up to the level, they're going to steamroll your ass. So fucking the way to kill them is to grapple beneath them kill them and then they like jump with it you blow up the forklift and they jump off of it and become just a little dude shooting and you can kill that fucker too before you go up uh without ever really having to deal with them which is cool uh so you get um to the top of this whole fucking sequence uh and there's seemingly nowhere to fucking go dude uh like i got you know got to the top i'm running back and forth there's another it's another one of those they got assholes flying around helicopter assholes here and they're not even like the first time you get the helicopter assholes. They 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 have kind of this slow, like I mentioned, energy gun. They fire straight down, and it's kind of rather sporadic that they actually use that. Mm -hmm. These assholes are guys with helicopter packs that are just fucking constantly firing machine gun fire in any direction. Uh... And there's like two of them on screen at all times, dude. It's like a total fucking just a shitstorm. Uh, and yeah, there's seemingly nowhere to go. So like I'm running around with this really constant annoying enemy uh, firing at you, and there's nowhere to fucking go. I'm just, I like it was a, a total Google moment. I had to fucking Google it, and because like the, you can't see this gray block, and like I inherently assumed that that was a grapple point that maybe I'd have to use. So I tried that as part of my troubleshooting before I Googled, and there's nowhere to go. You can't, there's nothing. You, you get up there and you swing back and forth. There's nothing anywhere in any direction. So I was like, well, that's fucking not it. Uh, and just kept looking, couldn't find anything. Google, you basically have to, while all that shit's happening to you, just take a leap of faith, dude. You have to fucking grapple from that grapple point and just swing out into nothing. And once, as you're swinging, Ugh. you'll see a fucking another grapple point that you have to also midair grapple to. <laughs> like, 
yeah, just a total fuck you um, development choice. Uh, yeah, yeah and it, in a game that has like lives or health and shit, like just to tell me, just like I don't know, just blow one and see what happens. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, man, yeah, not not cool. And at this point, you're pretty fucking far into it and you got to keep in mind like originally played there's no save states there's no come back to this shit like continues but yeah right there's continues but like i mean maybe you didn't you know and again if i'm fucking seven years old i'm probably not farming continues i'm probably like it's just different you know like this could be your last life man like you got to beat the game with what you got go and you got to do that by just jumping off in a nut. Yeah, maybe piss that into the, the fuck fucking happens. wind here and see what happens. Yeah, I don't know. Right, and then you fucking jump and land in a pit and die, and it's just like, yeah, don't do that, idiot. Like, yeah, well, even, uh, even, yeah. even if you, you have the balls to take the leap, there's no way you're hitting the grapple thing on your first time. Like, it is. Sure. There's no fucking way, dude. It's just, it's just a fucking wasted life for sure. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not a nice design choice at all uh so yeah you have to work your across uh, work your way across this big chasm where there's a bunch of those and if you uh, there are a couple this is another instance where there's a couple pits where you can completely die i think maybe not maybe there's not but if you fall down you have to go back through the whole level again basically there's like a uh, an area where you can drop down right at the beginning all the way to the right of where you fall down into and it takes you back to the beginning of the level and you have to go through the whole thing again all those fucking asshole helicopter guys the forklift dildos like all that shit you have to do it all again <laughs> uh which is yeah just a whoo, a real turn of the knife um after you just got pissed off by missing probably some really tough to fucking get grapple point <laughs> you know yeah oh, uh, fuck that. such an unforgiving game at times uh so the boss room in this, uh, which I was ecstatic to get to when I finally did, uh, y- the message you get is from the, the leader dickhead is, so you, the leader Nazi dickhead, uh, so you finally come. Joe is here, but you are going to die here. <laughs> which is, yeah, <laughs> over commander shit, man, it's incredible. Right. Uh, uh, it's one of those invincible dudes with a bionic arm, uh, all by his lonesome. Uh, and uh, when they're by themselves and you don't have to actually deal with them and other shit, they're pretty cake. And he is pretty cake. And you just got to fucking blow the computer up, working your way around him. Uh, and um, after that, you get some, it's weird. You get, instead of just going back to the map screen, you get some narrative shit going on where you go into a computer room uh, and because this is supposedly where Joe is, I guess, so it you know, warrants a cutscene of sorts. And so, yeah, Mr. Joe, I've come to rescue you. It's like you talking uh, to, to this dude. It's what you say to him when you first see him. Mr. Joe, I've come to rescue you. Uh, and then Mr. Joe apologizes for causing so much trouble, which is very nice mm-hmm. of him. Uh, and sure. then he goes on to explain the little problem of the huge laser. That's what he calls it. The little problem of a huge laser cannon Hitler uh, is building. <laughs> uh, and he calls Hitler Master D. Like, D is in dick. <laughs> That's what they call Hitler for the rest of the game, is Master D. Master uh, D. And Mr. Joe is going to Area 12, he tells you, and he asks if you'll fight with him. Fucking A, MJ, let's roll. Uh, so lastly, he drops some knowledge about a special machine gun he gave to some dude in Area 18 called Destroyer 3, uh, which is a badass code name for someone. Um, sure. And he tells you you should use that gun. Uh, so this is what brought me back to Area 18, that machine gun bullshit, right, that we talked about earlier, where I thought I got it, I didn't get it. Uh, so I come back here. Oh. Yeah. I come back here, and uh, I did the same shit with the first door. 
got but didn't get the machine gun again and got pissed and Googled. And holy fuck. <laughs> okay, so some seriously obtuse NES bullshit here. It's the guy by the first door is Destroyer D1 is his name, right? Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I never even noticed his name. It didn't clock. It didn't matter to me. You're just blowing through those fucking conversations. Uh, so he's useless, and his gun is, is also. Um, Google said you're supposed to talk to guys by the second door, and those two dudes, there's one on each side of the second door, and they're named Destroyer 2 and Destroyer 3, right? Mm-hmm. So if you... And like you know, I, I was reading this, and I'm like, man, I talked to every other asshole in the stage, man. Go fuck yourself. There's no way there were there was no Destroyer two or Destroyer three. Uh, so I go to it, and because I now knew that I'd want to go to door two, I just skipped past. I didn't talk to that dude by the first door at all. Door one, uh-huh. yeah. And I go over to door two, and there are dudes there. So you have to not – not only do you have to do this that I'm going to explain, you have to not talk to that first guy that you encounter, you know? And then once Right, talk- otherwise those other guys won't show up. Yeah, aren't even fucking there, man. And like that I, – I, at least uh. I think. I mean I'm pretty fucking sure that's how it worked. Um, it's the only thing I can think of is, as to why they – I didn't – you know, whatever. Uh, so either way, it's fucking bullshit. That sucks. And – the, you, there's two guys inside the door. If you talk to three, he asks you the same thing. He goes, he asks you, do you like machine guns or whatever? <laughs> like, uh, of course you, you want say yes. Yeah. So, so now knowing I'm supposed to talk to three, that's who I do talk to. I tell him, yes, I do like his machine gun. Uh, and then um, he tells you, cool. And then he also tells you the last communicator is in a town by the mountains that you need. So the Delta communicator, right? Uh, and... Yes, I've realized the map screen is depicting actual geography at this point because of that water conch shell shit. But discerning mountains from that map, like, it's not fucking happening. <laughs> you know, like, what do you like, mean mountains? Nah. Like, how, how am I supposed to know what the fuck the mountains are, right? Uh, right? So you had to Google that, too, and it's fucking Area 15, like, obviously. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, yeah, there's no way to fucking know that, I don't think, within this game um, without some hint book shit or something. Uh, so he tells you that basically were the the last now d3 is giving you this this fabled machine gun and you actually yeah, have so it you, now so yeah you go into the room yeah i was just getting to after you, you know he's talking through the fucking communicator shit he tells you about but yeah you go into the room the second room and now there which there was nothing in it before before you when those guys weren't there now there's a second there's a machine gun and you pick it up and you do have it in your inventory and it's yeah. joe's machine gun it's actually called in the instruction manual by the way joe's machine gun it is not just any oh, machine shit. gun this is joe's machine gun it's his right. actual personal machine gun. <laughs> Must have it modded out just the way he likes it or something. Yeah. I don't know. Not a not a burner machine gun. It is his. It's his personal. Uh, yeah, this is not off the shelf. This is fucking. <laughs> this is good shit. Yeah. So going back to uh, go to Area 15 because that's where that communicator is, right? Uh, you have to fire your gun. And aggro the neutral soldiers to even get because you have to you have to blow up the wall. There's a wall there that you have to use. I think it's Joe's gun on uh, mm-hmm. to get through um, to the second door that area. And like that means when you do that, which all, of course violates yeah. the terms of neutrality. Right. And all you get fragged the whole time. And even when you fucking come back out the door, it doesn't even reset it. They're still doing it to you, which is just oh shit, annoying. Um, yeah, so yeah, the, the, I get to use the fucking uh, happen to bump into some 
uh, one of the top-down truck things right after I got the new machine gun, dude. And it's pretty slick, dude. It's like it, it's it's uh, it kind of a little bit like the spread the multi gun, but it's not as stilted. Like the 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 the, the spread gun fires three bullets at the same time in three different like very like. Two forty-five degree angles and one straight ahead. The machine gun kind of fires in like this varied, interspersed spread way. I think like, I saw this. Yeah, it's like a wave. Right. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it, which is very fucking helpful. And like, especially those yeah, top that down. I could see. Yeah, the the top down levels, you're just like you're basically just. And they, it, I feel like it goes through walls and stuff that other bullets couldn't do. Uh, and you oh. can just yeah, you just fucking lay waste to those top down uh, stages <laughs> with that machine gun, which is fucking nice. Uh, so you get all these fucking things that you're backtracking for, and now pressing on in the game, you want to go to area 10 here. So you have like 10, 11, and 12 are all in the corner, and it's kind of like the end sequence to this game, right? Uh, now that you have all the things that you need, Joe's machine gun and that Delta communicator. Uh, so you get, you get an area 10, and it's the first one. It's like, so yeah, you, you come in from, what is it? I think maybe 8 to 10. I think is the way it works, but uh, you get up there, and then like ten is your entry point into uh, like this little triangle of of end game death. Ten, eleven, and twelve, but ten is the only way into this triangle. So you go into ten, and you play the level. You can't you can't go to the other ones. It won't let you. I don't think because um, you don't have enough power, of course. And <laughs> so you get into ten, and you got to navigate. They have like they introduce these new laser guns that are kind of. Uh, they move around on these, uh, I don't know, these tracks, I guess, uh, and they fire a pretty damaging fucking laser gun uh, at you. And there's a bunch of those you got to kind of like grapple around and, and, and learn a new mechanic for. And the first comm room in this level uh, has uh, brings M8 back, and he tells you there's a newly developed bazooka they've entrusted to a man named Hal. And it made me think about what the fuck is a bazooka exactly? <laughs> like it's a word. It's a word that like I felt was thrown a lot around as a child. Like kids, like, you know, we playing around like your bazooka. But I never oh, I got once, a bazooka. Yeah, I never once had any idea what the fuck I was talking about. I don't know what a bazooka is. I didn't know what a bazooka was. Do you know what a bazooka is? I think I have a pretty good idea. It's just a shoulder-fired anti-tank weapon. Okay, yeah, it's a it's a missile launcher, yeah. Uh yeah, I didn't Yeah, know. that's what I would call it, right. Uh yeah, I never I didn't never do that. So learn yeah. that playing this game, that's great. Uh, uh the tap I'm a history and military history and weapon systems nerd, so I had to know that. So does that mean bazooka is like was common terminology used by No, that I don't know. Yeah, see that's what I mean. Like I feel like it, I I I assumed it wasn't even a military term. That was kind of like some shit dickheads would say. <laughs> it sounds like it could be Germany. Certainly all those hard consonants, sure. All right. Uh Z's and K's. Uh tapping uh message here is an exchange between two Nazis. Um <laughs> that goes the first the first Nazi says Blow up! Exclamation point. We want to blow up this area. The next guy says, "But we have no bombs." <laughs> and that's the end of, end of transmission, uh, which is a very like okay. <laughs> that's the story of two very sad Nazis yeah. <laughs> can't blow up the things they want to. Those poor guys. Out, yeah. uh, so there seems to be there's no there's no enemies here in this level, which is. It's it, it's it's funny how that calm transmission that the, the wiretapping one narratively fuels that idea 
that maybe Nazis aren't so bad, Jab. They didn't they didn't they didn't have they they had they'd withdrawn their soldiers for this area they want to blow up, you know. Uh if and, you weren't so bad you wouldn't be a fucking Nazi. But, yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah, there's no there's no actual enemies here, just a bunch of automated shit. There's those guns and then later in the late in the level there's these little um like tank mini tank gun things that uh yeah. are patrolling around it before the boss room. Uh and then even in the boss room it's just an automated turret. Uh, guns, so there's not even any dudes in there, which is so, yeah, same one again. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so yeah, super fucking easy. And this is the this is the first the, the boss reward is a just a one up, which is kind of weak. I felt um, no items. Uh, hmm. Though I mean that's yeah. the what that's what they give you after the fight. Yeah, just a one up. It says just says one up. Um, huh. Yeah, that is pretty lame actually. Yeah, uh, although you're probably happy to have lives, um, you know, in this fucking. In fact, yeah, I mean, sure, I'll take it, but where, where we're gonna go from here, I'm certainly was, yeah, it, you definitely want one ups actually, but you're gonna fucking need it. <laughs> yeah, when, when you when you first get it, it is a little bit of like, oh, because you assume you're getting some cool new weapon, especially this late in the game, you're like, oh, this is gonna be a cool weapon <laughs> or a cool something. Sure. You know? uh, not the case. One up. So area 11s, where you go next, the second to last level. Uh, of course, it's a fire level. <laughs> it's just like you know, uh, late in the game. game. Yeah, late in the game, you gotta have some fire level shit. Uh, so you get yeah, dude. This this level is a fucking bitch, dude. It's a lot of platform and shit over fire. It's just a motherfucker. Uh, there's like so you do these. There's some like moving platform things uh, that you gotta like perfectly time the step onto. No way to you can't like grapple onto them or quasi jump or anything. You gotta like oh, that's like, fucked up. That's yeah, time your step onto them. It's not that hard, but it is. It, you know, it's whatever. It's not the best. Mechanic. There's a lot of things that can go wrong in that situation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't if you don't time it quick quite right, you're like then you're kind of like quickly compensating, and you're probably just jumping in the fucking fire. <laughs> get it wrong, you know? Yeah, all you're doing is uh, jumping in fire. Then yeah, uh, so you get through those, and then like the, the third one, like after those first two moving platforms, there was the th- a thing where I basically had to just immerse myself in flames for a second and take the damage to get to a grapple point. You like bounce off the fire. Like the, you could see, like I could see a platform like glitching off the edge of the screen seemingly. Mm. And I kept going back thinking maybe I was just glitching it off or something, but it would never just not be right at the edge of the screen glitching. So I, I don't, I think you just got to jump in fire and then bounce off at once to get to the grapple point to get to the next thing, which is shit, <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, it worked for you, but not a great design. Oh yeah. Total fucking horseshit. Uh, so you get a con- the first com room connects you with Hal, the the aforementioned bazooka dude, mm-hmm. uh, and he tells you that you have to ass blast areas ten and eleven to be able to get into twelve, uh, and that he's waiting there for you uh, in twelve. So um, his his dialogue is good. It's bazooka question mark. Yes, I have it. Don't worry about anything. Let me handle the rest. <laughs> All right. Uh, clunky ass fucking shit. Uh, right, in general, like you can just take it from here. Or yeah, what? yeah, well, I can go home. Like, what do you mean? I mean, uh, I have done a lot. Right. Yeah, I would hate to, yeah, not get credit for this, but ultimately, I would rather be at home. I'll, you know, I'll, if I have to choose between the two, you can do it, dude. If you got it. Uh, <laughs> take a fuck personal day for the rest of the day. It's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the wiretapping reveals a convo that suggests Hal is a double agent. Uh, oh, they shit. know he has the bazooka and he's dangerous, so they must get it back. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, out of the way they worded it, though, kind of sounded double agent-y. 
Uh, and then uh, the the fucking get into the boss room. There's this long ass grappling sequence over like it's, you're like swinging from these fucking tanks, man. Oh, it was so fucking hard. <laughs> so hard, so frustrating. And I just don't know how. You, like I honestly just don't know how you do it without save states. I really don't. I don't. I, I like there's just no way. I don't care how good you get at the game. Like it's just the grappling stuff is just not predictable enough uh, to 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 survive on a few lives. You know. It's just not right. It, this is what I pictured when starting this game too. Like I'm almost glad I didn't get all that far because this is what I pictured is like limited lives and basically something out of my control and now go beat this. And it's like, uh, oh, man, it's just so tough. Like I, I could see it now. I would spend hours just like throwing myself into a pit of fire and <laughs> like fucking hell. Yeah. I didn't spend hours, but I spent some. I spent a few minutes for sure. Uh, so you get to the boss battle. Boss battle. Uh, it's too early to feel safe. I'll kill you here. That's what they. That's what he says to you. Uh, and it's yeah. It's some of those laser guns. Um, the new one, the relatively new ones here that you got to frag to get around. Uh, and then once that's done, all you have to do is kind of do the corner turret loop thing to to wax this. Uh, area and you get a bulletproof vest as your boss reward and that sounds very helpful. <laughs> uh, uh, and it would be it would be kind of like I, I honestly I never you, I, I never really exactly understood how it worked. Like I felt like the only time it, it would work is when my back was <clears throat> to a bullet being fired at me, which is crazy. I don't know. It was like I got to work a, a few times. I felt um, in area twelve doing things, but I, and you have to equip this. Yeah. Uh, well, yes, but it's on. It's on that second screen that nothing else. Like this goes to that second screen. So I don't know. Maybe that's oh, just. Okay. A, but I don't know because then you have a second slot of, of. I don't know. It's weird, man. I don't get it. Uh, hmm. Yeah, there were three seemingly three empty slots on this item screen, where the bulletproof vest was that I never filled. Uh, this was the bulletproof vest was the only thing on that second item selection screen. You know. Right. I don't know, man. Um, so then on to area 12, last level. Um, so you talk to Joe a bunch in these comm rooms. And this, is, this is a little bit of a mazy level, too. You're kind of wandering around. They, they tell you that you have to, to, to get to the final boss. They tell you you have to blow up these two power sources. Uh, so you have to find these rooms that, uh, in both cases, they're guarded by these electrical charged platforms that will kind of fire out pulses of these energy bursts. And you got to like time your jumping down on the platform, like from the one you're on to the next one, getting around the things, which is not even always possible seemingly. So this is a, a little bit frustrating, uh, but you work in both cases, you work your way to these rooms that are like mini boss rooms kind of, and they look like they have one of those boss room computers in them, but they don't have all the platforms. It's only one static screen. There's no scrolling in them. Uh, so you go in and there's one of those computers, and there's usually like a real, they're not usually, in both cases, there's this really high platform, and in one of them, there's nothing on the bottom level on the ground, and it was relatively easy. I think there was only a cannon I had to deal with, uh, where I would have to like, you know, you're basically just getting yourself up to that platform, tying yourself around the cannon, and then shooting the thing as you come down, uh, which is wildly tedious because you only hit it once or twice you know like the, the computer is higher up off the ground well just like they are in the boss rooms you can't shoot them when you're at the ground level so you got to like right. basically just keep doing this loop of shooting it one or two times as you fall which is crazy tedious you know um mm -hmm. 
And the second one, there's a bunch of grunts in, and it's hard as fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because the grunts are... Actually, I shouldn't say that. Like, once you learn the way they work, it's not that hard. Uh, it is just very tedious, because you're, you're now you're definitely like your 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 loop is slower because you're dealing with enemies you got to kill a few enemies and then do your loop uh right. which is, is on your way slow. to doing this shit. right and you're like the second one has those air blasters on the ground so you're doing your loop and like you're riding the air blasters to fire at the fucking thing once at the top of your air blast fulcrum you know uh mm-hmm. it's like just super tedious loop you got to do so you do those, and then that now the the boss room door opens up. So you work your way back to fucking wherever that was at, uh, hopefully. Um, and now you're at the end of the game, basically, and you definitely encounter Hitler. <laughs> uh, so the dipshit, not so that the, you don't. You walk into this room, and Hitler. You might not as, initially assume it, but Hitler's in this kind of uh, stasis tank chamber thing. Uh, looked a lot like uh, Wolverine's Weapon X tank, if you know that visual. Does that mean anything? Well, I saw not the not the Wolverine actually. I I did make it a point to watch the end of the game, if nothing else. Um, okay. So yeah, I do know what you're talking. About. Okay. Yeah, he's in the. Oh, uh, well, that is very Wolverine-esque. If you if you look at any of the art from from the Weapon X storylines, uh, where he was like before he became Wolverine with the X Men, like when he was in the mm-hmm. Canadian compound and he fucking they were doing all these tests on him and put in the fucking adamantium on a skeleton he was in this kind of stasis chamber with these cords hooked up to him and like bubbles and shit and it looks very much like that's what i thought of uh it's always it's always fun to talk about wolverine so uh (laughs) so that's that's what there's one of those in the tank and then there's the asshole nazi leader general forlissimo or fortissimo or whatever the fuck his name is uh is standing there and he uh he he tells you like basically he tells you uh that He's cut like he figured out the albatross, and they don't need Hitler anymore. So they're going. To, he's not going to reanimate Hitler. Right. <laughs> uh, and he's like cutting the revival device off just before Hitler reanimates. Uh, but then Hitler reanimates. <laughs> and now you're fucked, buddy. <laughs> right. So yeah. So you're you're telling me. So you're telling me that your Hitler reanimation plan didn't go as exactly as planned. <laughs> <laughs> Something went wrong, and now you have regrets. Wow. Yeah, yeah, big surprise there. Uh, so there is, it is pretty cool though. The animation of Hitler floating down and reanimating, like comes down out of there, and he walks out. And he, he, he does it, it. We talked about this, the significance of this being the first time of it. Like Hitler does look like Hitler. Like you can discern that it's Hitler for sure. Uh, right. Uh, and that uh, is interesting. That that's probably the first time you can do that in a video game. Uh, he's got red hair. He's got like reddish hair. It's not the same color hair, but like the mustache, the eyes, like yeah. it's all there. Yeah. Uh, and then Hitler says to you, you woke me from a long sleep. Now I have no use for you. I'll take over your army and rule the world, which is a very Hitler thing to say, I think. <laughs> that is actually, it's not, I mean, this actually happened to him. He was, or he told people to not bother him um, around the time of the D-Day landings. And they like fucking the D-Day land started happening and people were like, well, don't fucking wake him up. Like he ordered us not to wake him and they didn't move their panzers uh, from the back towards the beaches to reinforce their positions. And it's not a small reason. Uh, it's not a small part of why they lost that battle. So you yeah. don't want to wake Hitler, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Uh So then you fight this albatross bullshit, man. And... uh 
Yeah, like he, it's weird. Like it doesn't. He just says like it doesn't like explain why you just go from him to albatross. Like he, he just like you just it just cuts to now you're in a room with the albatross. Uh, he yeah, it's he that machine, run to it, and get right? in it. Yeah, it's a, so yeah, it's this big flying fucking thing, um, with all these kind of they look like Mario three airship burners, um, all over it, and uh, yeah, it kind of does look like that. Yeah, the mechanic of this is basically, you know, it it's it takes your needed mastery of that grapple arm mechanic <laughs> to the max. Like you have to fucking have full mastery over that shit to have any chance of beating this fucking thing. Uh, it's next to impossible, dude. Um, I was playing this last night. Uh, dude, I, I mean, I don't know. You know, I guess I don't want to get too unrealistic, but 30 minutes probably of hammering my head against the fucking wall trying to beat this thing. And ugh, uh, did not do it. I just got pissed off. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. And maybe, you know. This is where the fucking this is where the buck stops or whatever that thing is, you know. Uh, and yeah, I turned the fuck off and uh, went to sleep. And woke up this morning. I got up early and I was like, oh fucking! After I finished kind of the last of the shit I had to do for this uh, writing wise, I, I I fired it back up and that's why I said we started like I texted you like give me ten more minutes because I was I I fucking finally worked it out and it is it is so fucking hard dude you like swing yourself you gotta if you're looking at the picture of it, you gotta like there's that little platform that's after the first burner so you gotta right get onto that which is even that's kind of annoying because the whole the whole ship is moving back and forth and like this kind of cycle thing um and like it moves itself off the screen that you can't go to so it's fucking that's super clunky and a dumb way to make it harder i think uh but yeah so you get up there and you get onto that platform and then you have to swing to two things to swing like across two things like sw- grapple up to one swing midair gr- at the top of your fulcrum off the the swing from the first thing latch on another yeah release swing onto the grapple to the second thing do the same thing release and then grapple onto the area that's right in front of the very top burner that's facing to the right uh and you have to time this all out where these things are uh, each one fires at a different time. So you got to like time this whole thing out to happen just after that second burner that you got to grapple from fires. And then that gives you enough time to get to that space in front of the last burner, shoot that engine looking thing in the top right corner. If you've timed, cause the, there's two cycles, there's basically two cycles of movement uh, off I don't even know how to describe it. Like the way the ship moves only half the time doing it in that sequence at that time will give you enough time before the part that you would grapple from goes off screen. Uh, right. You cannot so you got, hit it anymore. Yeah. Well, you can't even grapple to it, let alone hit the thing. So like fucking, you got to time this all out perfectly and be on the right of those two movement cycles to grapple there, shoot the thing a few times, drop off before that fucking burner shoots you and knocks you off anyways and then do it all again and it's so fucking uh, hard man so fucking hard <laughs> uh, yeah like I watched playthroughs so I saw how this goes but like as, as you can imagine playthroughs are done by fucking people who are experts in this shit um, so they made it look easy but it oh, didn't it seem not. easy yeah it is not fucking easy um yeah, I'd say like maybe if like if you know if you're not counting the failed ones, maybe like 
and using I had Joe's machine gun, maybe a different weapon is more effective. I don't know, but uh, I want to say I had to do that cycle successfully at least a half dozen times, maybe more, uh, which is a lot of times, dude. Right. You certainly had to use a heal potion. I did. Yes, I believe I did use it. Even on the one I beat. Yeah, I think I did use the heal potion. Um, so yeah, I did beat it though. Um, which, uh, it did, you know, like oh, talking about the fucking like satisfaction feeling doing like, like, I don't know if I've ever felt more intent to accomplish, dude. Like I was like, I didn't really, think was, I genuinely didn't think it was possible, man. Like I thought like there's no <laughs> way I'll ever beat this thing. And like when I first started to get, even before I beat it, like when I first started to like get it down, being able to grapple even from that first to second grapple point, uh, I could like the incremental progress of that even was like, oh fuck yes, oh my god, all right, okay. <laughs> I, I think it's possible, you know. <laughs> and then like right. it's even like a harder thing because with the third one you have to fire the thing straight up and like again talking about kind of how you just naturally. Uh, use your d-pad when you're trying to move forward you're gonna hit to the right like you can't do it you know you gotta be like you gotta like use you gotta hit forward to get through the first two grapple points and then when you're going from that second to the third you gotta like train yourself to not hit forward and hit up so when you shoot the grapple you're hitting up uh and not straight out you know it's just mm-hmm. oh god it's so tough man um but yeah when it fucking beat it, it was fucking very satisfying and that sends you down this fucking uh snowball uh, snowballing of the end sequence of the game, and the end sequence of this game is <clears throat> crazy, dude. Like, so you beat yeah. that albatross thing, and it's so fucking hard, you know. So, you, like, you're like on pins and needles. Like, I don't want to die because <laughs> I beat that fucking <laughs> thing. Even like, obviously, I save stated, but even you know, even knowing I could go back to a save state, I was still like, I don't want to do it. So I was, yeah, I was recording too, uh, which ended up somehow not working. I don't know what happened to the video, dude. I'm so upset. Uh, yeah, yeah, the fucking, when you feel the most accomplished, you didn't have the recording of it. Yeah, it didn't fucking, for some reason, it didn't work. I don't know. And, like, I've, you know, I know what I know how it works. I fucking, I've done it for the other games. I don't know why it didn't work. But, anyway, uh, the end sequence of this thing, yes, yeah, so you watch the video. You know, you saw the way this works? Yep. Okay, so, yeah, you, like, you, you, st- like it, you go from the albatross, and you start in this tunnel. And it looks like you're just starting to level, and I was like, oh, you motherfuckers. You gotta be kidding. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> to be fucking kidding. <laughs> Uh, it's not though, thankfully, to some degree. You run on this tunnel, and Hal's there, and he he gives you the bazooka. He tells you here's the bazooka, uh, and he tells you that Hitler is down there in a chopper. Master D is down there in a chopper, uh, and to shoot the cockpit after you jump, he's calling it mm-hmm. jump. Fuck you, Hal. I oh, can't oh my god. We <laughs> didn't think about it. Wow, yeah. what a dick. Yeah, what a dick. Uh, yeah, I can't jump. That's why this game is so fucking hard, Hal. <laughs> uh, fucking Hal said that to hurt you. You know yeah. that, right? Yeah, emotionally fucking hurt you for sure. He's just battering you. Like, oh, yeah, man, just jump. Everyone yeah. can jump. Can't you? <laughs> can't you oh, jump, that's asshole. right. You're a Rambo super soldier. You can't jump? Uh, so probably the video you're watching, it probably looks like it's cake, but it's hard as fuck. To hit this cock, you gotta like shoot the cockpit specifically as you fall down this long fall. Uh, what happened to this? You hit the ground and just get mowed down by the the the, the chopper's gun with no chance to try uh, again. You just lose okay. your life, dude. And you don't have to go back to fight the albatross boss if you have another life, but you do yeah. go back to this tunnel and you do it again. And like, right. dude, even after I knew what I had to do. It took me four or five times to get it right to hit the cockpit. And you do, you mean you hit it once, 
with the bazooka and it does blow the thing up. Uh, you know, no additional battle required, but it's not easy but to still. do. Yeah, and like because I, in I, theory, you could like miss and the fucking lose the not, game. Yeah, and I did. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I was I was using my lives. I wasn't just safe stating every time. I used I used all my lives. I lost them all, and yet it took me back to the map screen, dude. I, that's the main reason I didn't. I wanted to see what happened. <laughs> right. It takes it takes me back to the map screen, and you have to like do level twelve over again. I think anyway. Oh maybe maybe I didn't I didn't try descending on the twelve. Maybe if you descend on the twelve, it just takes you to this hal sequence. That's possible. But if it didn't make you do it, that seems like well then. What's the point of the jump and the fucking precise hit, you know? So yeah, yeah, either way it's bullshit for sure. I agree. Right. Uh <laughs> yeah, it's tough as fuck, man. Uh and yeah, just what a fucked up thing to do after a final boss, <laughs> you know. But you, you are well rewarded for your efforts when you do hit the cockpit. Yeah, yeah, cuz it uh it blows the chopper up and then you get your self-destruct sequence fucking thing. Uh fuck. So you got to like but, but, before the self-destruct, actually, is what I was talking about, you get probably the most graphic sequence oh, of images yeah, yeah. I've ever seen yeah, in a Nintendo I game. I can't believe I didn't think of that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like Hitler's face blows up. <laughs> yeah, like you shoot him in the face with a rocket launcher, and you see, like, it's like a normal-looking face, and then it's, like, very distraught, and then it's, like, literally, like, you can see bones and blood, like, starting to crack as the face comes apart. Yeah. You and know, then the final to... shot is an exploded head. Yeah, it, you know, it reminds me of... Uh... If you can in remember. fucking Nintendo, who won't even say damn in their video right. games. Well, yeah, they wouldn't call him Hitler, but they'll blow his face up. Uh, the, uh, Which, you, uh, know. you know, Rambo 3 well enough to... The movie? Yeah, to remember anything? Uh, nah, shoot, it, it hit me and see what happens. So, when in Rambo 3, when he blows up the Russian guy in the helicopter, it's like that shot to me is exactly what it is. Like, he, like, jumps out of the trench and he fires the rocket launcher and, like, you, like they cut to a close-up through the windshield of the Russian missiles. <laughs> uh, that that dude. No, oh, I don't remember this. Yeah, it cuts a close up of him through the windshield, like him watching the missile come at him, you know? Right. Uh, that's exactly what it felt like to me. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, he fucking super graphic. Yeah, I can't believe I freaking forgot that. Uh, so yeah, yeah that, is, that, is a, that is a cool reward for sure. Uh, maybe I didn't remember it because. The game's not over somehow after that because right, yes, of there's course. a self-destruct sequence that you have to go through. Yeah, this is just like the end sequence of this game is just fucking brutal, man. So you, yeah, you go you go from that and you do, you have sixty seconds to get this thing and like you start it and it kind of feels like maybe you just uh, similar to Metroid where there's no enemies, you just have to quickly move up this thing within the time allotted. Uh, it's kind of how it feels when you're starting. You're like, okay, like I can, like I'm sure there's enough time. All I got to do is just quickly grapple. Great. So you like right. grapple, 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 grapple. You're going through, and then at the midpoint of this grapple cat of this grapple shaft that you're going up, there's a fucking one of those in invincible dudes with the arms, they, right? With, with the bionic arms, and yeah. he still doesn't like you shoot him and the sh fucking bullets just bounce off him. So you're like, what the fuck? How do I kill this guy, <laughs> man? And the fucking thing. I was trying to just get past him. Uh, which is no way though. He's fucking hitting you with the arm. It's not possible. At least I don't think. Because uh, really, what you have to do, and like at, you know, after I killed him, finally, which was like basically just ran my head into the wall, killing him, and use my potion. Uh, thankfully, was fully healed after dying on the chopper thing. Uh, and fucking, 
yeah, just ran into him and like kind of like get behind him and somehow even then like it's not every time that you can do damage on him when you're behind him. So I just I don't get what the exact thing is. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, basically just you know I don't know five or six hits to fucking kill him. And then how you're also I in have... the middle of trying to escape from the base. Like you don't have time to experiment. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Sixty seconds, and I've already used half of it. Like I'm yeah. busy. Yep, for sure. Yeah, it's not a time for experimentation. Yeah. So yeah, even after you kill him, it's still tough to do, dude. Because yeah, like you, the only way through it is you got to like grapple to that ceiling above him and then swing from the ceiling off to the right to this platform that you couldn't reach from the ground where the enemy was. So you have to use this grapple mechanic, uh, swing over, and then grapple off that second platform, and then start working your way back up the rest of the shaft. And like, right. I got out three seconds, dude. That's how much I had left when I got out, and I was like, freaking out, man. Uh, and then you, dude, even I don't know. I mean, you know, at that point your challenge is over. You don't have to do anything. There's no more, uh, you know, shit to overcome. But just narratively, it fucks with you even more uh, in that you run out of the base. And some fucker comes on the comm and asks you if you got Joe. <laughs> <laughs> like, in a way... That I saw like, that on the fucking playthrough, and I was like, oh my god. Like, it either has multiple <laughs> endings, or you didn't do it. Yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I laughed out loud. It was funny. I literally laughed out loud. And <laughs> then your guy just runs back into the base. Uh, where the counter, like I said, was just at three seconds. Um, and I just assumed, I was like, oh, they, so they both died. Okay, they're dead. Right. <laughs> Whatever. The decent right. hero story. I guess, yeah. Uh, and they fucking, uh, yeah, what a sacrifice, fucking Hal. Or Hal, what's his name? Had Hal? Uh, Har? Hal, I think it was. Zap? Hap? Yeah. Hap? Trap? Oh, no, the lead character? Yeah. Like, Lad, I think. Lad. L-A-D-D. Lad, yeah, whatever. Uh, very admirable of you. But... You, they cut from that, and you get a, a actually a very nice in-game cutscene sequence uh, where both your dude and Joe are uh, cuddling on a rope, uh, hanging below a chopper that's flying away from the exploding base. So I guess in three seconds uh, that these guys pulled off getting Joe out and getting on that copper or chopper rather. Good for them. So that's fucking Bionic Commando, man, and the. Uh, yeah, that's just a brutal end sequence. The you do get a, a a reasonably fucking gratifying end credit sequence. They give you the song and the and the credits and all that, and they give you the visual is this photo of the two guys, Joe and whatever his name is. Uh, their arms in the air, like side by side, arms in the air, kind of celebrating. They're surrounded by these other soldiers uh, that are also thrilled that they survived, I guess. And there's a date in the corner of the photo. Yeah. Of April 7th, 1989. So what was the 1980X shit then? Like, I don't right. understand. You know what I mean? Like, if there's a specific date here, why there is should there... should be... Yeah, yeah what... it's got to be consistent. Uh, yeah, what the fuck, man, is that? Yeah. Uh, very confusing. Uh, who knows? And then the whole... Sequ- well, go ahead, sorry. Doesn't it turn out that, um, that the person... Like, doesn't it turn out the person that's narrating this right. whole well, yeah. thing? Yeah. That's so, Super Joe. Yeah, so like you get after you get that, you get some cryptic message that's like, yeah, like the NVO supposedly. If if Nintendo could do VO, it would, this would probably be VO. And it's the message is, now so much time has elapsed, and I'm old now. I think it's time for me to tell you the whole story. I hope this story will be told for a long time. Signed, and then it's signed by Joe on August second, two thousand ten. So this is all being oh. told from two thousand ten. What the fuck? Like, right. what the fuck? Again, specifically. Yeah, there, there, yeah, there's years. some time references, but not in other places. 
Yeah. And also, like, how old is Joe? You know, what do you, I mean, he's a fucking, he's got to be in his 20s at the oldest. He's, in, you know, he's like a fucking super Honestly. soldier. You would think. Say, yeah, if you're a super soldier with that training, 28. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's 21 years later is, yes, older, but it's not yeah, so yeah, There's old. a lot of life ahead of you. Yeah, it's not like so much time. It's not the kind of thing where you would say so much time has elapsed and I'm old now, unless you're just being um, deprecating. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I will call right. myself old at 37, but I'm, I don't actually believe that that's really old, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, like, I'm going to be 50 in not that long. I hope I don't feel that way because uh, I feel like there's a lot to do when you're 50 still, so. Yeah, so fucking weird. Yeah, very weird end to the game in many ways, um, which I guess is not uncommon with Nintendo games, but. Right, it's not like I mean, you know, they they had writers, but they probably weren't like you know tying up every, every loose end perfectly. Yeah, they're not super concerned with that. No, no, no. So that's fucking Bionic Commando. Thanks for playing. That is the boss battle theme bringing us to uh, King Lorik's blessing, or not, as it may be. <laughs> um, so, uh, how do we do this? I mean, like, what, what, um, what do you, what do you think? It's so fucking hard, and 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 uh, like, there's there's no way to really enjoy your whole experience here. Uh, it's just too hard but i also feel like we talked about it, it is possible and i right. did beat this motherfucker granted with safe states i don't think i could even scratch the surface uh in the old school fashion um i guess you know i don't know you say that but like realistically in old school fashion you were like you said younger and you spend more time with it and you do just bang your head against the wall until you truly master it and you you know right. you be then too uh but that is of course way more time uh and you could also maybe cheese that over the top thing and get a bunch of continues and maybe manage it that way yeah, to some degree but i mean the continues are kind of the same thing as safe or not rather not the same thing as, as safe stating though because you go back to the map screen like you know like there's there are the moment to moment difficulties in stage are so steep that you know, it's not just like a, a, a given stage later in the game only has one moment of difficulty to it that you have to get to or rather through and then you're you're clear sailing like those last mm -hmm. three or four stages are just impossibility after impossibility after impossibility. Yeah, um, like that's it, enough right there. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how much continues are really going to help you other than you just not completely ending your game and making you want to throw your Nintendo out of the fucking roof, you know? <laughs> AJ, AJ Kelm style. AJ, AJ Kelm style, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So it, it's like, and, but, and, and, you know, there's the level of like they try to do something that was so different and like that, I, I the, the principle part of my fi the fiber of my being wants to applaud that uh no matter how hard it, it was in practice for me to experience mm -hmm. you know just the balls to try something totally on its head like that deserves should deserve praise um 
And the, those feelings, when I did, you know, satisfaction beyond fucking comprehension, man. Like, just so satisfying um, when I actually did it. So, like, I, like, I want to not say yes, but I feel like I'm obligated to say yes. As opposed to choosing it. Like, I feel like it's being, I feel like they decided it for me. That I, that I have, uh, it is mandated to me to give this King Lorik's blessing. Uh, rather right. than I would even be able to choose to do it, um, because my experience I wouldn't say was entirely enjoyable enough to warrant it. But I feel like what they were doing here and the outcome of it um, requires King Lord's blessing. Right. Okay. Um, I'm in a similar situation. I, like you know, right off the bat, I would say I I couldn't recommend this game to anybody. <laughs> I couldn't do it in good conscience because it's fucking hard and stressful. And, like, the lack of a jump button, like, I don't know, man, it it fucks with things and it just makes the game, like, you know, unpleasant in a way. Or I should say maybe there's, like, a steep learning curve yeah. to the game. To put it and, mild. yeah, to put it very mildly. So, yeah, like, I wouldn't recommend this game because it's a motherfucker. But having said that, you know, the things you just said, it's functional. You know, like if you want to take the time to learn this system and get better at it, you can and you'll be rewarded. You know, it's not like you're just going to cheese your way through it and figure out like a little glitch and that's how you beat the game. Like, no, you beat the game with skill. Yep. Um, so if, if you're saying that sentence and then you also say like the game will allow you to beat it with skill, that's a good game, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, by definition, it's sure. got to be a good game. So I would like, I, I would give it King Lork's blessing. We can put a period there and then stop, and then I would whisper to you like, "Yeah, but don't actually play it." <laughs> like, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Fucking hard. Eloquently put. Eloquently put. Yeah. Right. So uh, again, uh, so yeah, against our will, it gets a double double dose of King Lork's blessing. <laughs> funny how we 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 always seem to match up on these verdicts and we right. even came to the same conclusion the same way this time also right right, right, right. like yeah I, I guess i have to but i don't want to <laughs> yeah 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 so that's bionic commando uh whew. i'm glad to be on going to an episode or a, a magazine episode after that for sure not as much yeah, as that... i wanted to after that rpg but after fantasy star but it's you know the thing is about these games is like the, this whole format actually is not super conducive to a two-week thing but then again not everyone has you know three months to sit around while i fucking get while i master bionic command so. <laughs> right 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 uh, not, that anyone, not that anyone's hanging on uh by the skin by the skin of their teeth for uh our next episode but also that yeah guys don't do that like if i'm the most important part of your day please try harder <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think we have to worry about that disclosure. Okay, uh, good. <laughs> uh, the um, so yeah, so we are moving on to a magazine episode next. That will be Nintendo Power number three, and we or rather you can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Android, TuneIn, Podbean, probably some other shit. Please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on whichever those platforms you do consume it on. You can follow the pod on Facebook. Uh, just type in the name Imperial Schools of Honor and it'll come right up. You can email us directly at isohpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, there, I didn't get it up this week because my system fucked with me, but there's still gameplay videos on YouTube. Link to that is on the website. 
We have the subreddit going. Um, I-S-O-H pod uh, is the subreddit name. And Jab, what are your socials? Went over this earlier in the podcast. No way. <laughs> uh, my Twitter is at Josh Fulham. My Instagram is at my shift key is broke. And okay, bye. 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 <laughs>